Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Roush, and it is never a dull moment with this team. So, as always, at Talk Jets Radio, Instagram and Twitter, Let's Talk Jets Radio on YouTube. We want to thank everybody that's been joining us on the live streams and calling in and doing everything else on YouTube. We definitely appreciate it. Um, we got a lot of crazy things um, lined up for you guys. Fireman Ed's going to be coming on with us sometime this week. I confirm that. Live stream on Sunday. So let me introduce Mr. Tyrone. Tyrone, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Hey, what, thank y'all for having me back, baby, to check Clint. Oh, you know, don't give me Jesus Christ. I mean, Yo, here we go. Hey, already. What's, hey, what's my nickname? They call me Hollywood Baby. I'm back. Oh, my <laughs> God. What's going oh, on, that's brother, tight. man? <laughs> yeah, 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 what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man? Hey, hey prime time, you already know what it is, man. You know, you know he getting 50,000, 60,000 views now, man. You know, look, he, he don't even call me no more. He just shoot me a text, bro. He don't even call me no more. I, you know, only time I get to hear, listen, I get to watch y'all on y'all on, on the show, or I get to hear y'all when y'all graciously allow me to be on the show, you know what I'm saying? But he was like, you coming on Hollywood. I mean, that's how he do, man. Tyson, man. I mean, look, look, hey, you know what? Prime time. See, you see what happens when you when you hit them. You know that rebuttal's a mug, ain't it? What's up, fellas? What's Listen, going on? Tyrone, oh, no. Tyrone, are hey, you come on? <laughs> Tyrone, so wait, but Tyrone, I'm glad you're on, man. Because are you are you ready for the new experience of the New York Jets? They finally got rid of Pierre this year. Brian Poole's on the IR, so now we have a completely revamped secondary with all young players and rookies. Finally, man, Pierre this year is finally gone. Isn't that great? Hey, you know what, Tyson, I, mean, I saw that earlier today, and, you know, Bryce Hall's back, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, bless Austin. I mean, this is what we should have been doing anyway. You know what I'm saying? We already understand that, yep. but, you know, we we 0-9, so why not play these young guys? So we can see what we have in these young guys and know what we need. But, you know, that just that just comes back. You know, watching this year, 
get roasted every week. And, and I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna have to say this because I wasn't the, I, I really, I really liked the signing when he got here, bro. But I did not realize he he was that bad. He was horrible, man. I mean, he was horrible for nine weeks, man. So to get him out the way and let these young guys play, that should be the formula, man. I mean, why why are you running Frank Gore? Why are you? Why would you play this year? Why would you play the guy we got from the coach? But, see, Why but the, thing with, the, the thing with this year, but Tyrone, the thing with this year, it bothered me the most. It was a terrible signing by Joe Douglas when we go through his free agent class. He's got a lot of misses. I know nobody wants to admit that because they want to blame everything on Gates, but Joe Douglas made a lot of mistakes. But this thing with this year should have happened weeks ago. Like, they talk about culture and accountability, and I kept saying it week in and week out. How do they watch film and say this is acceptable? Like, his performance with the Patriots, he should have been kept the next fucking day. Like, the next day you've been gone. Like, why are you waiting a week to the whole buy? And they know. The next day you're out. Like, this is crazy. Well, I think Tyson, I think they was waiting on Bryce Hall. That's what I'm thinking. What do you think, Prime Time? He played last week. He played against the Patriots. I know. But I I think they was waiting to see how he performed the first week. Who gives a shit? I don't care how he performed. If you have a guy (laughs) that is a veteran player, like, how do you establish a culture? By keeping guys around that shouldn't be here because you're scared of who else is going to be here? If you don't play the standard, you're cut, you're released, you're out of here. That's how you set the tone. I mean, they're, they're, they half-assed so many things here, dude. It's ridiculous, and they find these new excuses. It's a joke. We have a head coach that actually believes that he's – we have an owner who thinks our head coach is an offensive genius. We have no, 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 no. Hold on, Tyron. Don't go through this owner and coach bullshit. This is Joe Douglas. Like, at some oh, point, I mean, the general manager has to, hold, he has to be held accountable here. When your players are playing like garbage, at some point, the organization sits down and be, listen, we're watching the film. This guy's effort is ass. He must go now. That's it. Well, Tyson, I, I, I think you're kind of making a mistake because I don't think Joe Douglas is really our GM. I think Adam Gates is our GM, to be technical, um, because, <laughs> you know, we watch this go on week after week after week. We, like, uh, like to me, why, why isn't Clark playing at, at, at guard? Because Van, whatever his name, Van, whatever, he sucks, bro. You know what I'm saying? Lewis, pull these guys out. I really want to see Beckton and Clark on the same side. I want that. I, I want to book that for the next 10 years. I want to see these two guys mauling people on the left side of that line. I would like to see that. You know what I'm saying? So why not play young guy that, that you know, we owe a But this is the test. But this is the test now because now it's like, all right, you had your bye week to get rid of all your bullshit excuses and whatever else. Now you see Clark. They went out and signed the guy Eiflin from the Vikings, another guy that's a very good guard. So you can overhaul this. You can start find new matches. The next seven games should be an evaluation. See what you have. We are, some guys, we already know what they are. We already know what Van Roten is. We definitely know what the fuck Alex Lewis is. We know what they are. Absolutely. So now find out what else is on the roster, starting with Clark. I cannot agree with you more. I have, dude, everybody, every rookie on this team should be playing on Sunday. This is not about winning. This is not about gay saving his job. It's about evaluating the talent on your roster. That should be the mandate from ownership on down to the rest of this whole clown show, including Douglas. And, He's on the clown show, too. He's part of it. And Tyson. And they shouldn't just play. They should play a significant role in the plans. You know what I'm saying? You, you want these guys to play to get these guys acclimated to what, what you're trying to do, even though it's probably going to be a new system in place next year anyway. But still, these guys need to play and get that kind of experience. These guys had no 
no OTAs, no no mini camp, no real mini camp, no preseason games. So these, a lot of these guys are, are playing on the fly. But if you watch, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, Davis, this kid, this kid's really stepping up the last couple of weeks. You know, you're watching guys grow before our eyes. It's a beautiful thing. Like I, I don't care what anybody say, man. Lamar Jackson has played his ass off to me. I understand he got he, he yep. got beat by Hopkins. You know what I'm saying? But the, you know that was good coverage. And the kid played his so ass the off, man. Bills. You know you. Exactly, you're un- <laughs> yo, what a catch, man! Hey, look, look, and you know what's crazy? You know what would have been better for that right there if Sam was throwing the ball to him. You know what I'm saying? If our GM would have wouldn't have got this guy. Well, 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 well yeah, but hold on, but go back, pick. go back, go back, go back to your point though. You're making an excellent point here, where it's like every one of these young guys should play exclusively. Like Denzel Mims should be fe- featured, P. Ryan, Zuniga, Bryce Huff, Cameron Clark, Ashton Davis. All of it. And Tyrone, you know what? I don't care if they make fucking mistakes. They can make, they can blow no. assignments. They can miss tackles. They could do it all game long for four quarters. I don't care. Let them play. Let them learn. That's the only. That's the only reason why you're playing the next seven games, is let these kids learn on the fly. Like let Ashton Davis just, see all these looks, see all these offenses. Let him learn, dude. And don't give me all oh, their body language was this. I don't give a shit. Let him learn nah. on the field for seven games. And you know what's crazy about Davis, what you just said earlier, man? You know, this kid's really been playing his ass off, man. I don't know if you guys have been really – I know you guys have been watching, but for the average fan, this kid really been playing his ass off, man. You know, I mean, really, really playing his ass off, man. And I'm going to be well, honest Well, he's going to learn – well, dude, you're going to see – you're going to see how much he'll be playing his ass off now when he's got two rookie corners playing with him. He's going to be trying to cover up all kinds hey. of blown assignments. Because you guys have hey, Bryce Hall and, and Lamar Jackson and Bless Austin. I mean, him. you know who you're going to see a lot from, too, is Marcus May. Because now you're going to see what kind of leader he is, and the Jets can say, okay, listen, we have a completely revamped secondary here. How valuable is Marcus May? Is he a piece or a puzzle, or is he not? Because he's a free agent, dude. Like, what's his value going to be? You'll learn a lot from him the next seven weeks, too. Yeah, absolutely. We and the, and the good thing about playing Lamar Jackson and Bryce Hall, these guys are uh, these guys are rookies. You know what I'm saying? They, yep. These guys are rookies. So these guys got a chance to grow together and really, really, you know what I'm saying? Turn turn something to be out, out to be amazing. Because listen, this is what people are not factoring in. These kids have not had a chance. You know, they haven't had a chance all spring to grow and get better and get better. They're getting better on the fly. That what yep. that's what really shows me what kind of player you could be in this league. If you're able to retain to to retain all that information you're getting thrown at every week, and then go on the field, if you watch Davis. It's not that he's getting better. The kid is playing faster because he understands what to do. He's not thinking about what he's doing. That's what I said with Bryce Hall. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a few games before he gets acclimated to where he gets back in that you know get back in that zone where he's just running around hitting people doing what he got to do. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I really like what I'm saying, though, you know, playing these young guys. I just think it's great. And Clark is the next guy I want playing. I just think that Clark and Beckett on the same time, same size, is going to be something nasty, bro, because they both got that kind of attitude. Yeah, no, that's, that Clark is the next one, all of them. And you want to see Mims featured, and you want to see P. Ryan get the ball. And furthermore, get Ty Johnson the ball. <laughs> Ty, John, Ty Johnson's no. arguably your, your fastest running back, dude. Why not, like, let's cut the shit with the Frank Gore shit, dude. Like, you're coming off a bye. Your season's over. You're 0-9. You're not saving your job. You're not going to the fucking playoffs. Empty the bench. Like, Ty Johnson should play, dude. Let's see what he is. Hey, this kid is – dude, Ty Johnson fast as hell, bro. 
He's fast yep. as hell. And I'm going to tell you this, too, man. I really like what I've seen from Mims, man. And I, and I hate the fact that this kid's been hurt for so long that we really miss Because, like I said, he hasn't had a, a major impact. But he has some really good plays, man. You know, really solid catches out there, man. So I like that. And I'm going to say this right here, too, man. You know, this this Flacco shit is, is – is, I'm not really keen on that either. You know what I'm saying? Why are well, you can we talk like, about that? I, can, we, can we talk about this Flacco situation now? Can we, can we talk about – the reason why this flack of situation is actually occurring. Can we, can we get into that, Tyrone? Cause I'd love to unload on that. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Please, I, listen, I, I, I want to step back and listen to this because I got my own opinion, and I know that me and you are very similar on this bullshit because there's something going on bigger than what you're talking about. But go ahead, Tyson. Kill so it. the first thing is first is the fact that nobody is attacking the New York Jets for the handling of Sam Darnold and the fact this kid can't play is it's criminal. They are so goddamn negligent. The fact that how they've handled him, where he's hurt twice this season, and then these people have the fucking nerve to say, oh, Sam can't stay healthy. Do you understand what you did to him and how you handled him? And the whole thought process behind it? And for these clowns, like, oh, it's all Sam Darnold. This, this kid, he's, he's injury prone. No, the fucking organization's incompetent. Adam Gase screwed the pooch. Joe Douglas screwed the fucking pooch. And now we have Joe Flacco playing. Oh, it, it was no risk putting him back in the game. Just like last time, we haven't seen him since to the point where the kid can't even throw the goddamn football in practice. That's ridiculous, Tyrone. Like, how is not this not a bigger hey. story? There's more to the story hey, than saying, oh, Sam should have Sam should have slid. No, Sam should have been in the fucking game. But nobody wants to talk oh. about that. Let's all oh, let's blame Sam for everything. So now you're gonna play oh. this piece of shit Flacco who's useless. Playing Flacco serves no purpose at all. Because he's not going to be here next year. So why not? Here's a novel idea. Take that shiny fourth-round pick, the fourth-round pick that's been yeah. hiding, not even active. Here, here's your bold fourth-round pick that nobody can justify except these draft experts that I don't know what the hell they're even talking about. Let this guy play. Why are you hiding him? There is no purpose you to play Flacco. There's no purpose. Why, why are they hiding him? Why are they hiding Morgan, your fourth-round pick? Why? You know, you know why they're hiding him because you know he's not a good player. He's another Hackenberg type situation. That's what, exactly what it is, and that was a bad pick. And Joe Douglas knows it. And the Flacco situation, I'm gonna say this right here. It's about three points. I want to say this one. Number one is bullshit. And to me, you know, what I'm saying I think Gates is just trying to, you know, like you and you in primetime said this shit. And when you said that, I was like, nah, man, I hope not. That's not the case. They're using Sam as his fucking scapegoat to why this shit isn't yep. working. Oh, now it's Sam's fault. When the fuck is when the fuck is the is the coach gonna be held accountable for any of this stuff that's going on? But I'm gonna take it deeper than that. We will watch Sam come out every week, bro. Pull his heart out, bro, and get murdered. Now yep. you watch Gates the way he calls it, the way they're calling the game for Flacco. They're rolling out. Now ain't Sam excellent on, on the move? Ain't, ain't that that's one of the strong deep. qualities? Yes, sir. But yet and still, you would never do that with him. Yo, he wanted to make Sam look bad when he knew the shit wasn't going to be good, so he had somebody to blame. So Sam is your scapegoat. Sam, oh, it's Sam, man. You know what? He's not healthy. He's not accurate. I can't use him. I need somebody else. And this is bull. This is this is what kills me with this organization, man. As we have to suffer through this, man. Do you know how hard it is to walk around with my Jets mask on and my hat and my hoodie but, on but Tyler, and look kid the laughing weird, at me? It's bullshit. But the weird <laughs> thing is, the weird thing is just. How, like, listen, to me, my, personally, my, I, if I'm Sam Darnold, I don't play the rest of the year. I'm done. 
I, I'm my time mm-hmm. with New York Jet is fucking done. I'm gonna say, you know what? My shoulder still kind of hurts a little bit, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm good. Like, you know what? This is the way you're gonna handle me. You want to ruin my career? You know what? I'm done even trying to help you guys. You're not worth it. Mm-hmm. I talk to my agent. I talk to my family and say, you know what? This lingering shoulder injury is gonna be here for seven more weeks. I'm done with you, asshole. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. But the fact that, that nobody's calling the Jets out on this incompetence is wild. And it goes more than Gase because Joe Douglas is a part of this. Like, I, I, I beg. I beg anybody in the media to ask this coach a question. When Sam Darnold got hurt and went into the tent, who makes the decision to put him back on the field? Is it only you or is Joe Douglas involved? I'd like to know what the process is here. Somebody at least said, well, you know what? We thought he was okay. And once the adrenaline wore off, they, you know what? He couldn't throw a fucking football. Dude, Tyrone, listen, you see it all the time in other teams. You see it in other sports. You save the players from themselves. Yep. This is your franchise well, quarterback. Well, Tyson, they've done the same thing with Beckton. If you, if you see Beckton go in the game three and times. And Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley. Exactly. When we, when we know he shouldn't play. Then on top of that, we didn't even get an explanation of why this kid was hurt. You know, what was going on with him, all of a sudden he's having a good week of practice. This, this goes back to incompetence. But, like I said, it, it's, it's a repeated history of it. But what's been done to Sam is probably the biggest tragedy in football. I Man, I'm sorry, bro. Like, as, yep. as a New York Jeff fan for over 40 years, bro, well, 39 years, 38 years, whatever the hell it's been, to watch this kid get done like this when we were waiting for a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath, it's bullshit. And for the fan base to be clever for Trevor Lawrence, and don't get me wrong, we got the first pick of the draft, I can't blame you. But what I'm saying is this. If I was Trevor Lawrence's family or friend or advisor, why the F would I go to the Jets, bro? Why would well, I? Why would well, I? Why well, would that's I, easy. Well, you watch that, that, that's easy. Because, no, but No, what you got to do is the only way the Jets can salvage themselves is you get Gates fired immediately. You hire a coach that has some kind of clue what the fuck he's doing, and you got to sell. Like, Joe Douglas has got to sell Trevor Lawrence, assuming he gets the number one pick. Listen, man, we're going to our – our draft is going to be offense. Offensive linemen, running backs, wide receivers. Our free agency is going to be about offense. 
honestly, Tyrone, I don't give a shit about our defense. Priority number one for Joe Douglas is make this offense as good as possible to protect your quarterback because you've already failed Sam Darnold. To me, Sam Darnold is damaged goods, and he has to go. Like, I understand, like, primetime's talking about, well, maybe this and maybe that. And, you know, if you don't get number one pick, Sam has to go for him and for us. Everybody needs a restart, including Joe Douglas, because Joe Douglas is a part of the problem, too, with this. So when you tell Trevor Lawrence, listen, man, we're going we're gonna to build this offensive line. We're not going to lie about it. We're actually going to do it. We're not going to go bargain basement shopping with Van Roten and Alex Lewis. We're going to bring in quality guys, quality receivers, a running back, maybe a tight end that can actually play, and that's how we start. And that's what, and you bring in a legitimate coach, dude. And, and you know what? Listen, for the longest period of time, I, I was I was I was saying the opposite of what you're saying. You are 100 percent correct. You are absolutely and positively right in every aspect. And it's time for Sam to move on. Not for the Jets to move on for Sam. It's time for Sam to move on for yep. Sam. That's that they they ruined this kid, man. And that's why I say that you, you know what we're either either this shit's gonna work out or we're gonna screw this. We're gonna screw ourselves way worse than we ever did because this kid doesn't want to come here. And there's no way I would allow him to with Adam Gates. There's no way you could bring him back after the, the record we had. We zero and nine. If you look at the first last year, we were zero and seven. This year we zero nine. That's zero and sixteen, bro. And in the thirty six game, in the thirty two game season, bro. And you know what I'm saying? And we still got what <laughs> seven games to go, and we're not going to win a game this season, bro. I'm telling. San Diego might be a possibility. Miami might might well, catch, catch lightning in the bottle. No, no, we're not going to win a game. No, but see, I, I was worried I about. Know. I'm no, I'm wor- I was worried initially, like when this all came out, like. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, Flacco's going to start, and now we're going to be like, you know what, the last thing you want as a Jets fan is to win games with Flacco. That's miserable. Like, there's nothing good comes out of that. But then you look at who we're playing and look at our secondary, man. Like, no disrespect. Like, I'm excited to see, like, Lamar Jackson, Bryce Hall. These offenses, dude, are going to light up our defense like it's Christmas, man. It's going to be like, woo, just deep pass here. There's, we're going to, I mean, we're going to get mad? lit up. So. Are, are, you, are, you, are you mad, though? Because I'm going to be real with no, you. No, I'm not. I'm bracing. I, I want to lose every know, game. I want to lose been, every goddamn loving, game. I've been loving this show since the beginning, right? And you guys know me, man. Even I always call in when I called in, bro. Like, I'll pick the Jets to win. <laughs> like, you know, no everybody get their ass kicked. I'll pick the Jets to win. Hey, listen, man, I'm being honest with everybody on here tonight. Hey, I, I've been happy we losing, bro. I ain't even bullshitting, yep. bro. I've been happy as hell. And, look, I even rooted for Jacksonville. I want, listen, I want Jacksonville me to too. win, like, one, two games and let us go ahead and get out one little game off for the season. Bro, I'm cool with that. I'm, bro, listen, and I want Sam at the helm getting it done. That's it because it's time to move forward. And I, I feel bad for this kid, man. I really do, man. And, and to watch this organization. And I'm going to tell you this right here. This is what nobody's really talking about. You know who coach we had in, in our building? We had Eric the Enemy. We had Matt Rule. We had Kingsbury. Yep. Couple, you know what I'm saying? We had all these great-ass coaches in there, and they picked this dumbass. You know what I'm saying? You, you realize the, 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 the irony behind all that? You pick you pick yeah. the worst possible coach you could pick for for a team and wonder why you're losing. And I'm not just saying it, 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 it's Gates. It's his whole stink is on the building, man. Like he he has it's like you know he's like it's like going to work. It's like going to the gym and then going to work and you didn't remember who you didn't deodorant on. Like you smell yourself all day, bro. You walking around and oh man, what's that smell? I don't know what it is, and you know it's you. That's the problem, man. And this is what happens when you have this kind of 
this kind of idiocy running our team, man. And, I, and it's, it's, it's sad because you had Le'Veon Bell, you had C.J. Mosley, you know what I'm saying? And listen, I'm going to say this right here. I know, Tyson, you don't give a fuck. I could care less. Listen, that Seattle trade looking awfully good right there, player. There were two first oh, rounds looking awfully good right there. Hey, look, we had number 19 right now, Pip. I'm just saying. Oh, and Jamal. You know what? And and Jamal and you know I am so fu- I am so tired of Jamal Adams shit. It's like listen, man. Like his story that came out today where he's like, oh man, I was depressed oh, in New York and all this. Yes. Dude, give me a break, dude. Is this guy for real? Like just at some point, just shut your mouth and just stay in Seattle and watch your secondary get torched every week. I'm glad Seattle's losing. I'm glad he's playing like shit. Give us that high pick. That depression thing, dude, like that shit just drove – I'm like, dude, stop with the drama, man. He is such a fraud. He's a phony. He's a fraud. He's a fake ass. And And it's like – and I was – dude, I was one of his biggest fans. And it's like to see the way he's acting now, I'm glad glad he's gone for sure. And the funny part about it is, right, like he's actually being – being exposed for the pompous ass he is. His teammates yep. don't care for him. So, like, when people blame everyone else for their problems and don't take accountability for their own actions, and then you go so, to another whole other circle of a whole, a whole new host of people, and they're starting to see, now, maybe not them, maybe just an asshole. And that's just what it is. And I don't want to, we're not going to speak with them. He ain't a jet no more. I'm just saying, them damn two first-round picks and that third-round pick is looking awfully sweet this year. If, you know, we get the first pick of the draft, man. We'll have Five picks in the first 65 picks, man. That's how you change your team around if you have somebody competent to make the right picks. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like I said, man, it's it's, it's it, the my biggest issue right now is Sam. You know, I don't really want to watch Flacco play this weekend, but I watch because I love my team. But I'm really looking at my rookies. I'm looking at every last one of my rookies. I don't want to watch Flacco. Here on out. No, nah, not at all. I, you know, I would like to see, listen. I would love. I would love to see the rookie we spent a fourth round pick on, when we could have got a quality fucking receiver, or or anything else you wanted to get a cornerback, a running back. You know what I'm saying? What's my man name for Pittsburgh? Uh, McFarland out of Maryland. I wanted that kid so bad. Sitting there in the fourth round, could have got, could have grabbed this kid, man. Could have made. Yo, like I said, man. You know, wrong decisions. Then this is the whole point of it, Tyson. Like you said. Why do you draft this kid in the fourth round? Why are you hiding? It ain't this the prime time to play his ass? This the like, perfect time to play. Why are playing Flacco? Like, listen, we're not in the playoff contention. Listen, we're not in the NFC East. But gets even. But look at it. It gets even better though. It's like you're 0-9 and you're coming off a bye week. That's the perfect yep. time to play Morgan because you give him a week I, and a half exactly. to prepare. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's it. You see, and and you know what you tell the team. We're going to play the young guy to see what he has. They can't complain because half these clowns aren't going to be here next year anyway. Half of them don't care. They're, they're, they're not playing to win. They don't care. They're collecting checks. Half of them probably had their houses already packed up and ready to leave. They don't give a shit. Play the kid. See what happens. Like, like I don't want to see Flacco. I don't want to see Gore. I don't want to see Henry Anderson. I don't want to see any of them. There's no reason to it. They're not going to be here next year. It don't get me wrong. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you, man, and I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I I think I've gained a whole new respect for what kind of player Frank Gore is, man. He runs he runs his ass off and he runs hard, but he's not what we need to be watching. P. Ryan needs to be playing. Ty, you know what I'm saying? Ty Johnson needs to be playing. These are the guys that we need to be playing because these, these are our future. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing watching Frank Gore do what he does because, like I said, he's a, constant, he's a constant pro. But how does that benefit your team? How are you helping your rookies? You know what I'm saying? That's that's the point of we're 0-9. 
Like we're zero and nine, and we and we we we're leading the league in every bad category in, in offense. Like you know what I'm saying? We're number thirty-two in every aspect of offense. You know what I'm saying? We're number thirty in defense. So I mean, that speaks volumes about what your team is. This team to pack it in, and, and this team has been packed it in. But the thing about it is these rookies have it because this is their time to shine. So why not give these kids the opportunity? So I'm finally glad that's happening. You know what I'm saying? But to keep watching the Gore show every week, and don't get me wrong, you know, like I said, he's he's been doing his thing, but I don't want to see him. He's not important to me. You know what I'm saying? Because he's yeah, not I'm not. Thing. Yeah, look, listen, I, I have nothing but respect for Frank Gore, man. Like I said, he, he's a veteran. He gives you everything he has, and it's awesome. I feel great. If anything – you release them and let some other team go sign them, and they can get on with a playoff team or something. Like, hey, you know, if you can find a team that he can play for, let him go and let him go get some wins somewhere. He, deserve, he probably deserves better than this bullshit, to be honest with you. But at Absolutely. some point, as, a, as an organization, you say, hey, man, listen, we appreciate everything you're doing, but you could be, you know, hey, you're, you're the great role model or leader in the locker room. You keep doing that, but we have to play the young kids now. Unfortunately, this is, this is the NFL. The NFL is a business, and this is the business decision we're making now. That's the way it is. Like, that's just life, man. It's just shit's going to happen sometimes. And you tell Joe Flacco the same thing. Listen, man, we brought you to be a, a veteran backup to Sam Darnold. It didn't work out, unfortunately. Now you've got to be a mentor to Morgan. It's, if you don't like it, then you can fuck off too. Like, you know, like, I, it's not about feelings now, man. Like, at some point, you have, to, you have to act like a tough organization and drop the hammer down. This is what we need to do. Either you like it or you don't. We don't care. This is what we're doing anyway. Well, let me ask you a question, Tyson. Who do you think made that call? You think you think it was? We know we know it wasn't Gase who made that call. I had to be Joe Douglas. Like, put the rookie. Well, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sell you. Well, this gives us our best chance to win. It's all about winning and blah 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 blah. It's horseshit. We owe it. Like, we owe it nine, man. Nobody cares, bro, about winning anymore. Listen, I'm sorry, man. Like, you're not gonna sell me on anything playing Joe Flacco over your fourth round rookie quarterback that you should be playing. Nah, you can't sell me the Joe. You can't sell me the Joe Flacco. But is our best chance to win? You know, yeah, and, and the thing is, the problem. And, and, but, but, but do you do you even see Sam coming back, dude? Like, if he can't even throw, no, right I now, don't. Hey, listen, he, I, like, yo, listen. Hey, are you sure, though, Tyson? Are you sure he can't throw? Or are you sure Gates ain't keeping him out, trying to get Flacco on there, saying that, yo? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm thinking, thinking that. No, I'm thinking if anything, it's Sam and his, and his Sam's making a little business decision on himself, saying, you know what, I am kind of banged up. When I do go in the game, I get the shit beat out of me because of incompetent play calling and everything else. Just, just. At some point, you're like, you know what? Is it really worth it? Like, I have a career to worry about here. Like, I'm getting run out of town. I'm a scapegoat for half the shit. I'm getting beat up. Like, the kid, the kid probably know, right now, like, you know what? I can't win. He probably tells you he can't win. He's demoralized. He's dazed and confused. He's answering questions about if he thinks his career is over. Can, can you imagine the questions he's answering right now as a, as a 20, what is he, 23 years old? Can you imagine the shit he's answering now when he thought he was a franchise quarterback only, what, three months ago? Can you imagine? You know, the thing about it is this kid is a constant professional. And this is the thing that happens, man, when you have somebody in the building that, that loves what he do and, and, and leads by example. Like, you know, we're so used to the rah-rah guys out here making all this noise. Like, you know, we got we got enamored by how Jamal was like this loud, you know, you know, guy screaming from the top of the building. But the real leader in the building was the quiet guy, Sam Darnold, who just does his job and shuts the hell up. That's what that's what we that's what we that's what we missed in this whole thing. And as real as fans, you know, watching what's done to him, knowing that what they did to him was wrong, you know, makes no sense to me, man. Like I, I'm almost ashamed of myself because I didn't scream loud enough, man. This is bullshit, man. Watching this kid get hurt, bro, 
watching this kid get mistreated, watching this kid with no weapons, watching this kid have to play for a coach who's fucking incompetent, a coach who tells me who has Le'Veon Bell, and you can't figure out how to use one of the best running yeah, backs. The ownership the tolerated it. That's the ultimate yeah, problem but, is ownership, dude. Ownership tolerated it. The general manager tolerated it. Everybody tolerated it and sat back and watched it all. That's the damn Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Crime of all this. You know, it, it, it's sad, man. It's really sad. And then to say that, you know, like, <laughs> we have a, we, you know, we, 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 we're just playing our rookies. We're 0-9. You know, when we, we're looking at our schedule and we're really being realistic, we're looking at our schedule that I don't see a team on the schedule that we can beat. You know, these guys are competitive and keep games close. I'm happy with that. But to lay down, I don't want to see that. I, like, you know, you have to realize, man, like, we lost four or five games by 28 to 30 points each game. No one spoke on that. No one made that a big a big thing. But, you know, like I said, I don't know how ownership can sell this to anybody. I don't care if you got Trevor Lawrence's mom out there playing, bro. It doesn't matter. You can't tell me you're keeping the coach that, that at this point of his career being here, man, he has six wins and 17, and 17 losses, bro. That, that's what he has right now, six wins and 17 losses. That's facts. And you know you 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 can you can switch GMs or you can make it up however you want to. This is not a good. This is a not not. Who the hell? What kind of numbers? They were seven. They were seven and nine last year. So he's got seven wins, and he's got eighteen losses. Okay. Well, I mean, we still got a whole. We still got a whole season. To... <laughs> what kind of math you doing, man? What kind of shit you got going on hey, over man, there? Hey, hey, I, I just, hey, I was just doing the numbers in my head, bro. I'm just. I, 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 are you counting I, your fingers I, I, and toes, man? What are you doing over there? No, 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 no. Because you know we went six and we went six and two over the last 
over the last eight games with 62. So I, I was thinking that six victories. But anyway, man, you got jokes, man. Yeah, whatever, man. You you a gay supporter, man. You can say whatever you want to say, man. Shut up, bitch. We're gonna do is we're gonna go to the calls. We got our good friend Dan and Howard Beach. Dan, what's up, man? What's going on? Dan? Oh, guys, I, this is the best, man. Let me tell you something. Number one, good evening. Uh, thank you for taking the call, guys. Love listening to you guys. You guys are my uh, escape away from this whole entire political world that we're living in and this whole entire COVID thing. So I thank you so much for for having this this platform for me just to vent and just to let you guys know that I'm. I'm excited. This whole entire thing with the Jets tanking has opened my eyes to something glorious. Think of it. Instead of, like, going hard and being, like, amazing, like like a rah-rah type of thing with just one team, why not just root for the other 16 teams? Like, I am a huge fan of the Chargers this week. Like, my Chargers hat is coming in the mail. My Herbert jersey authentic signed is coming probably tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited. And my Cam Newton jersey right now, it's up for sale right now. The guy came out big last Monday, so I was really happy about that. Like, fellas, I am ecstatic. Everything is falling in place. Harbaugh is messing it up in, in Michigan. Great. This is fantastic. By next year, everything will be solid. We'll have a solid head coach. We'll have a solid quarterback, a plethora of picks, crazy cash. What? How, how am I not positive? How not? <laughs> Fair point. That's one way of looking at it. Hey, it's an honor. It's, it's the only honor. way to look at it. Hey, it's no other way to see it, man. We realize what this is, man. This is, you know, I told you, man, I've never rooted for the Jets to lose in my life. And I've been finding myself every week, like, yo, that, that Patriot game, bro, I was getting nervous. I was like, man, come on, bro. Like, I want to beat the Pats. If that's one thing I want to beat is the Pats. But not right now, pimp. But, nah, let's just keep this. Keep My this hands were shaking as if I had Parkinson's, dude. I, I was like, yo, please, what the F is going on? Please. Listen, not for nothing, right? Obviously, we're all going for the Jaguars. And I'm going to tell you why I'm really pushing for the Jaguars to at least win one. One more game. If they get the two wins, I could at least turn back into a Jet fan for one game and one game only. And that's the one against Seattle. I think that's the one that, let's say, if the Jaguars win two and we're still at zero, at least we could bring our fandom there to say, damn, man, if there's any game the whole entire season – to win, this is the one. That's the one that you want the Jets to win. Of course, as long as Jacksonville wins another one. Now, if Jacksonville doesn't win another one, then, you know, it is what it is. Hey, Dan, Tyson, listen. What kind of world do we live in when we don't want to be the Pats anymore, bro? What happened to this shit, bro? Desperate times, desperate measures. Wow. Dude. Dude, what, how the hell in one year can we even fathom that Jamal Adams isn't a Jet, Le'Veon was released, and Darnold's not going to be the quarterback in 2021? Like, this whole COVID thing just turned into, like, an, a complete CERN world of, like, a bizarro type of land. It is crazy, but again, I am trying to look at the most positive aspect of the whole thing. 
let's say if Trevor Lawrence stays in school, at least we could at least go to Justin Fields, who I'm pretty high on. You know what I mean? So Dan, like, I love Darnold. So Dan, I love him. Do you think? Do you think Darnold comes back this year, or do you think he's done? You gotta put you, you gotta put him back onto the field at least one or two games. You have to showcase to the other 31. Well, I don't know, 31 teams or whatnot, or quarterback needy teams that he's fully healthy. Like you have to showcase to that yeah, to them because really they matter. can lowball us. I don't think that's even going to matter, to be honest. Like, if I'm Darnold, dude, I don't come back. I'm done for the year. I'm out. I'm good. Take care. I'm not coming back. For him to come back week 15, week 16, what purpose does that serve? To play one game? In the offseason, you give him a physical, you get him healthy, and he works out. And the other teams know what they are. They've already scouted him. He's got plenty of tape. Right. You, can't really look at, you can't really look at this year because Gay's completely fucked up with this offense. He's surrounded by incompetence. So, I mean – is it really? Is it really worth it coming back? Is it for him? I, dude, well, if that's me, I don't. You know, I don't come back at all. You're 100 percent right. At this point, you're 100 percent right because the Jets' medical staff is like, and I work in the medical field. I would not want to be caught dead with the Jets' medical staff after what they did with a noon wall last year with um, Osemele, like. And what Beckton and what they did to a to to a possible franchise quarterback, you're right. The hell with the team. And to, to put Flacco out there, I think honestly, it's a blessing in disguise. The guy's gonna mess up the games. The, like that interception that he threw, I was like, oh, finally, the true Flacco came out, and that's what just changed everything. I'd love to see Morgan. I would love to see him. Like honestly, what? What is holding the, the entire coaching staff, even the GM, to say, put the kid in there? I want to see what he has. Dude, I, I don't understand it. They're hiding him. He hasn't been active. They're going with Mike White and David Fales and Elmer Fudd and Mickey Mouse. Everybody was ahead of him. The kid was just ridiculous. Why take, then why take him with the fourth pick of the draft if you didn't plan what on doing this kid? That, I don't get that, it. That's I don't, the problem. It doesn't make no sense. See, this is what I don't get. Like, if if you can put him out there for the next seven games, maybe his stock elevates for like for yep. some odd reason. Maybe you can trade him. Honestly, any any anybody is fair game to trade. Like yep. a year ago, we wouldn't even fathom that. But anyone is fair game at this point. Now let's go to to a possible coaching candidate. Why is everybody shitting on Harbaugh? Like, oh, you know, what he's doing in Michigan is just ridiculous. Cliff Kingsbury was freaking ass as a, as a collegiate coach. Jim Harbaugh, to me, is the perfect freaking coach for the Jets, man. You, you got ties with, um, with, what's his name, Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas knows his brother from Baltimore. It's a perfect marriage. Perfect. He's an NFL head coach. He's not a college coach. College coach is a complete different dynamic. Way different. Uh, it, to me, that's my number one choice. I want, I want Harbaugh. I, like, I, listen, I like Harbaugh. I like to know who his offensive court. I wonder who his coordinator is going to be, though. His offensive coordinator. I'm real fascinated about that. So am I. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But you know, he's. We know that the guy can win in the league. That's the big one. Like everybody forgot what he did with the Niners. The Niners. Alex Smith was trash. Like, he was nowhere near what he is today. Like, you, you see him trotting out there with the Redskins and, like, all right, you know what, maybe they might win something. He was not like that. I remember uh, Singletary just singling him out after a game. Yep. 
And then all of a sudden, Harbaugh came, boom, boom, made him into a pro bowler. The guy was like a monster. And plus, one yep. thing that I enjoyed about Harbaugh's first two years were his draft classes. His draft classes, he knocked it out of the park. Imagine what he can do with a guy like Joe Douglas. Wow, this, listen. Dan, thanks for calling it, man. We appreciate it. Go Chargers, baby. I'm going to be um, donning my Dan Fouts jersey. Let's go, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to Devontae in Texas. Devontae, what's up, man? What's going on, Devontae? How y'all doing today? Pretty good. good. Uh, I just want to thank y'all for having me on the show. Friggin', um, I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest supporter of firing Gase. But uh, I had a theory. Um, I was I was looking at film and going back to his Miami Dolphin days on when he first got there, they went to the playoffs, and then, you know, he already had the talent, and then, you know, Gay started clearing house. He wanted people that he wanted, stuff like that, and he's doing the same third year when he got fired. You know, the owner, I was listening to his press conference, and he was the first thing he said was, you know, I want to thank Adam Gase for everything that he's done. You know, I really, really liked him. And I thought of, you know, Chris Johnson, and I'm like, you know, he said the same thing week one. Like, hey, like, uh, Gase has a really great offensive mind, you know. And I I won't lie, you know, maybe the dude knows some stuff in in the books, you know what I'm saying? But he just can't translate it to the field. And he – I just feel like he's going to be back next year unless, like, Woody Johnson comes back and, you know, he does something to where, you know, he can clear house, maybe whatever. But I honestly feel that, you know, like, Gase Gase may be back. I mean, I was on Twitter tagging you guys, like, hey, fire Adam Gase, hashtag this, hashtag that, you know. But I I just – because playing Joe Flacco, you're looking for a win. Joe Flacco is going to win a game. You can't sit. Y'all can't sit here and say he's not going to win a game. He's going to win a game. He wants to win. Why? Because he wants to help his career. You know, he's he knows he's leaving. So here's the time to get you some time for Gates to be like, look, you know, we're still in win now mode, and the Johnsons need to get away from that and just. Well, see, I know we. And, and to be honest with you, Go ahead. if Gates if Gates wanted to save his ass, to be honest with you, I'd play Morgan because then he's got a built-in excuse. Listen, man. I'm losing games, but I got a fourth-round quarterback playing here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be a more built-in excuse. But, listen, I'm playing this kid that's, you know, way in over his head because my general manager doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But that's that's more reason to play the kid. I I, I I totally understand. 0-9. Go ahead. There's no win-now mode. 0-9 is no win-now mode. I I understand what you're saying that, you know, Flacco is a winner. He's a proven winner. Yeah, but it's over. So, this is the whole thing with it, man. I think that, you know – I think the team, and I don't mean the whole team, but I think most of the team then 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 pack it in. I think that you know, Gates' message in the locker room is probably null and void right now, and you know, bringing him back, I, I just don't. I mean, listen, I mean, me personally, I, I don't. See there's no, I see no way of him coming back this year. I mean, that's just me I hoping totally for understand. the best. Listen, I totally understand where y'all are coming from, but this is Gates. This is the this is the the dude that needs to look at film. This is the dude that never understands what's going on. He's in. We're not in win now mode. It's over. I'm. I'm with y'all. I'm. I'm just like prime time. I like when Sanchez played for us. I was the one screaming the Sanchez. I swear. I'm. I'm all about it. But you know, I, I look at everything and I'm just like, this dude's coming back. Like, 
because yeah, John, Chris Johnson's not going to – I don't know. You, like, there, here's here's my here's my, my rebuttal to that, and I, I respect what you're saying completely, but my thing is this. When Woody Johnson comes mm-hmm. back, Woody Johnson is a dollars and cents guy. He's a business guy, and he's going to realize that when you come off an 0-16 season and your fan and the media and former players are ripping your organization to shreds, you can't sell tickets. You can't market anything. And the problem you're going to have is there's a pretty good chance that Trevor Lawrence is not going to want to come here if Adam Gase is here. That's dollars and cents, and that right there says, you know what, we got to make a change here. Like, we can't – like, right. Woody Johnson, he's about headlines, he's about marketing, he's about being, you know, having this prominence, you know, he likes to be out and about and be- – It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Proud of his team and make that splash and all the headlines. You can't do that by keeping this coach. You'll be the laughing stock of the New York market after the Knicks. I mean, you just one A one B one B is horrible. And you, and you can you can sell Trevor Lawrence for a new head coach. You can sell exactly. That. And the only way to I do that, that, um, um, you know, because of COVID, you know, we're not in those stands, so we can't we yep. can't boo, we can't do any of that. And that's the only reason why, like, I feel like he might come back unless Woody comes back. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on with this political shit. I don't give a fuck. But unless he comes back, that's the only way. Because we're not in those stands. We're not. We're not able to affect their pockets. We're all at home watching well, you are. TV. But yeah, but Demonte, actually, you are. First of all, what you do is once this season is over, if the Jets decide to keep this clown ass coach, they'll. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. as a PSL holder or a season ticket holder, you say, you know what? I'm not buying tickets. They say, you know what? You want to keep him? I'm out. Like I'm not going to your games. Simple as that. Like we For are real. not going to support you. If you're, like, and, and you know what? At some point, the, the fans have to rally together. And be like we're tired of this bullshit. Yeah. You know what's and even all this, that, you know, And he would have been, he would have been fired. He would have been fired, and we were in the stands. Yep. They would have had. Yeah. To yeah. He should have been. He should have been. Could you, been. Could been. you, could ima- been gone could you imagine being? <laughs> could you imagine being at a game? The way the the, the loss that we've had, 32, 28, 26. There's no way our fan base. Listen, we had pain. Oh yeah. Panda called in a while ago, was it like three weeks ago? Panda hasn't missed the game since birth. When Panda's not going to the game, bro, you know it's bad. It's it's it's, it's, to, the, it's to the point to where diehard fans are just, just giving up, and you know, and 
like I said, we all Jet fans. We love this team, and that's why we're here. Like, you know, we're not analysts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We're just fans who love to talk about our Jets, but even to a point to where we're sick of it. Like, yo, when it's hard to watch a Jets game, bro, I've never, ever not been in front of my TV or ready to roll at 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 twelve forty, twelve fifty. I'm just I'm sure got my cold top, got my food, whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at, I'm watching that game. I've watched myself at you know right at kickoff, just sitting down, man, because it's been hard to watch. But I still love this team enough to where I want them to lose and I want to start over because that's what it's been. Oh yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm 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 rooting for losses. I'm like man, like, and I listen to you know these com- I look at these comments on the on the thing, and I'm like, why are y'all saying that? It's bad to root against the team. We want we want the yep. best for the team, and what's best is these mofo's losing. <laughs> That's yep. what's best for them Fact. to get rid of Adam Gase. Like, <laughs> Absolutely, we gotta we gotta band together. And like, I don't I don't see I don't see how people are like you know like we gotta keep rooting for him. You keep rooting for him. That's rooting for Adam Gase. Fuck that motherfucker. Devontae, thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it. Oh, Happy thank night, y'all bro. for real for having me. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love our I love our new platform, man. It just makes it so yes, much sir. more natural for everybody. But you know, yes, it's funny it, to Devante's point. We did um we did a live stream last night on YouTube, and I had like two or three people that were ripping me to shreds. But like, you know, this whole you're not a real fan because you're rooting for losses. Listen, man, the, everybody can be whatever kind of fan you want. I just right now currently do not understand the value of Joe Flacco going out on Sunday and beating the Chargers. So while you run around yes. little pom-poms, yes, we beat the Chargers. We're 1-9. What the fuck does that mean? It means you just took a chance to lose an opportunity at the number one pick. You took a chance of maybe keeping this clown-ass coach. Like, there's nothing positive. Like, winning is not a good thing. Now, if it was Sam Darnold coming out and throwing for 500 yards and five touchdowns, maybe you have something. I'll be happy. Hey, you know what? Yes, sir. This kid just turned things around. Maybe he, he's getting the lightning in the bottle, and he's going like, to save his career or whatever he's going to do. That's kind of a different story, but we haven't seen nothing remotely close to that. Flacco winning games, I'm, dude, I can't root for it. Like, I'm legitimately rooting for the Chargers on Sunday. I'm not a bad fan. It's just that we, we, you got to see the bigger picture here. The bigger picture is find every way possible to get this coach fired and find every way possible to get the number one pick, whether you want Trevor Lawrence or you want to trade down. It's a, it's a selling point for your next coach because your next coach, listen, you say, you know what, how do you sell this program? Well, first of all, we have $80 million in cap space, so we can get you any player you want. Secondly, if you want your quarterback, we have the number one pick. You can get your quarterback too. Dude, that is, you, that's the ultimate sales pitch. Cap space, Absolutely. number one pick. How do you, like, what coach is saying no to that? The, the only thing it comes uh, down yeah. to is, will Woody Johnson pay him, which that's a whole other story. Well, I mean, like, yo, listen, and I understand what, what, how it sounds, but it doesn't make sense to win. It just doesn't. I mean, mm-hmm. listen. and It doesn't. It, for what? Like, you know how many years that we, you know what I'm saying, we could have had a really good draft pick and we do something stupid and win two oh. or three dumbass games and then we mess around and fall to – to number 11 or number 9, some stupid stuff that we always do. What sense does that make? You're telling me we're on the cusp of having Trevor Lawrence or uh, or, or getting a boatload of picks and you want to win us a, a pissy-ass well, game for Joe Flacco? Well, the funny <laughs> thing, you know what the, the, the one guy came at me, he's like, dude, he goes, do you know how embarrassing 0-16 is? And I'm like, dude, do you know how embarrassing not making a playoffs in 10 fucking years is? Like, we already – nothing nothing that can happen the rest of the season can any, be, be any more embarrassing than what we've already dealt with. We've dealt with ghosts. We've dealt with butt fumbles. 
fake spikes. You name it, we've dealt with it. So we've already endured it. Seven, seven and, more and, games, and you, dude, it will be a walk in the park. You can get blown out by 30 points every week. I won't even care. Just let it happen and get the number one pick and get the coach fired. And, and then what's even worse than that is what we've said back if we watch this team, we, we haven't watched these guys progress. That That's my biggest nope. issue. We're not watching Nobody. these kids progress. If, if, if we win it, and these kids are getting better every week, and these guys are producing, and they find a way to, to get a victory. I'm all happy for that. But to watch Joe Flacco win a game, I mean, and, but I'm watching my rookies on the bench, and they're not playing. They're not, they're not a part of, of, of the victory. And what sense does that make? I mean, we have a chance to, you know, to, 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 to quick start this, this 10-year rebuild. Ain't y'all sick of this fucking rebuild? I, I mean, as a Jeff fan, aren't you sick of this shit? We rebuild it. How many, yo? How many times did you tear down some shit and rebuild it before you start asking the Just question? The Where's the fucking building? Where's the building? We don't even have a foundation, man. We've been doing this Dude, the for years. Listen. The best thing is the, the, the best thing is they the, we got like we get all these questions and stuff. We'll go back to the calls right now, but they go like, oh well, who who's your MVP this season? I'm like MVP. I can't even tell you. I, I can't even tell you. Like who? Who? Like who is it? Like that? Maybe Beckton, who's been hurt. Maybe Quentin Williams, he's hurt. Maybe Jamie Sacrover, because he's been pretty much hurt too. Like we can't even. We can't even find one player that's getting better. Like you see, we we're to the point now where we see a glimpse. Like Bryce Bryce Huff will make three plays. He's the star of the game. Yo, John Franklin Myers gets a pressure. Oh my God, this is great. Like. We are so desperate for talent and impact players that we're grasping at straws. That's how bad hey, it no, is right now. Hey, listen. No, you see, y'all doing live streams, so you're not really listening to the game, right? You should hear these commentators struggling to find something good to say about the Jets, bro. Should be hilarious, bro. Every week, I'm, just, I'm laughing my ass off because they're trying to find a way to justify a good player on his team. Like, you can't find one. You know who my MVP this, this season it will be? The fucking punter, bro. Yo, kudos to my man. No, dude, Punters no, no, no. You, yard, got it all, you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. It's Sergio Castillo, man, the kicker. Oh, hey, hey, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> hey, 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 dog. Sergio get the – Sergio get the – he get the close second, though, baby. But, yo, my punter – Yo, my point is the hardest on the yard, bro. No bullshit. Cause he, yo, he's partly probably about a million times a game, bro. <laughs> yo, and, and he don't mind tackling, so I'm with him, bro, for real. Uh, we're gonna go to Andrew. We're gonna go to Andrew in California. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? What's, up, Andrew? what's going on, yo, bro? I'm a, I'm a Chargers fan. I've been uh, listening to you guys for the past few weeks, and man, y'all, y'all are really entertaining. I just want to give you a little shout out, but um. I just want to say uh, you guys need to look at Joey Bosa this week. If he's not playing, then you guys really need to worry about Joe Flacco going off because Gus Bradley can't do shit. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen uh, Tua. He was talking about he thought thought the NFL wasn't as hard as he thought it would be, and he said that the week after he played us. And multiple cornerbacks have said that Gus Bradley does not change his defensive scheme for anything. And Tua also said that we did exactly what they saw in film. So Joe Flacco, as a veteran quarterback, you know, I'm expecting him to actually play pretty well against us. Uh, We might win with Herbert because, you know, he's been playing on fire, but it's just been really frustrating, man, watching our team dissolve like acid since September. Yeah, but but Andrew, here's here's where you're going to win the game. Our secondary (laughs) is going to be three rookies. 
We get Brian Poole's on the True. IR. They just cut Pierre Desir. So you're going to have Herbert's going to be throwing the ball over the field, man. He's going to probably have 400 yards like passing. Like we won't be able to slow down yeah. your offense at all. There's no way in hell. And, and, and also, but, bro, listen, we don't adjust uh, anyway. So it doesn't matter if you it doesn't <laughs> matter if you guys don't change shit. We don't adjust anyway. Our coach does not believe in adjustment. So you don't have to worry about that shit, bro. Trust me. Listen. I'm a Charger fan this weekend, bro. I'm rooting for the Charger. So I'm hoping Bozo's out there. I'm a Jet fan this weekend, bro. I want to see Herbert win because he deserves it. But, I mean, Anthony Lynn, to be honest, he looks good from your guys' side of the field. But from what I see, man, he's – we gave Kalen Bellage 20-something carries, and we have Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry on the field, Mike Williams, all healthy. So, I don't know what that tells you guys about our offense. I mean, I know it's Miami. They blitz every, every pretty well, but. Uh, I can't believe Kalen Balazs is doing Kalen Balazs is doing that well. He was shit with us. Yo, y'all, yeah, have great, well, y'all have great receivers, though. Y'all have really, we really do, good receivers. But it doesn't win us games. Like, we've Justin Herbert throws three touchdowns a game, runs for one, and we're still losing the game because we can't stop. We give up 30 points to Jacksonville. Every team we played, we gave up at least 30 points. So, I was thinking, like, game, no cash game. Rush, right? Yeah, I understand, but, I mean, it's football at the end of the day, you know. We don't have anyone that great at our offensive line besides Bulaga, but he's been hurt. So, I mean, you guys could get pressure if you blitz. Greg Williams likes to blitz, so that's where I'm seeing we could have issues. But I'm not saying you guys are, you know, going to be that crazy or anything to stop, but I'm just saying it's going to be so closer I- than you guys think. So what what is so from a from a Chargers fan perspective out in California, what is you uh-huh. what is your viewpoint on the New York Jets? Like how like just from like from afar, but how do you view the Jets like as an organization? I I view you guys as needing a complete fucking rebuild as far as keeping Beckton and uh, maybe the men's guy, you know, a couple rookies. But Adam, what Tyson's been saying about Adam Gates and ownership, I feel like has been completely right. I feel like he's nailed. He hit the nail on the head because it starts with the ownership, and if they don't give a shit, then why the hell would anyone else give a shit? I mean, yep. it's been like this for how long with you guys? And you guys haven't changed Too anything. Too long. And you guys, and it's and you guys see the Patriots how they run their organization. Like we see the Chiefs. Like why can't you guys copy that scheme and you know try try that or you know switch up something? But from what I see, you guys need to cut Gase, and if you guys don't cut him, then you guys. Uh, it's it's a business that's going on inside the building, and it's like politics. That's what it is because it's a lot of politics in the NFL that people don't realize. It's kind of frustrating. Well, yeah, no, no argument here, man. You said you said So I mean, it's hard uh, to yeah. evaluate you guys, and when you go don't have a good coach, then it's hard to evaluate if any of your players, young players, are good. What if he goes to another? You get another coach, and he knows how to use those players. Yep. Well, you, yep, that's you true. said something. You said you said how long we've been rebuilding. It's a long time. We take the four <laughs> off that motherfucker, bro. We've been rebuilding. Right. Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. Because, because <laughs> how long it been You can just look at other teams what they're doing, and like some of the they've been successful for how many years now, and they're constantly in and out of the playoffs every other year. Like, those are they're easy schemes that you can uh, uh, mimic, like O-line, build a D-line for, with uh, the draft, get all the rest of your players through free agency, and see where it goes from there. But, dude, yeah. you guys 
you got a rough though as a Chargers fan, man. With all of the brutal losses and like the kind of changeover, it, it, and then you. It hasn't. Even, it's been like this for the past five, six years since Keenan Allen's been on the team. He's been frustrated. Players are frustrated. Like, I don't know what's worse, like not having any hope or having hope, and then every week it's just swept under the rug, and then everyone's talking about you. We haven't won a division game in like three years. Twenty eighteen when we beat Anthony, the Kansas City. That was the last time we beat a division rival. That's why I'm telling you, so Anthony no, I, Lynn is not as backed up he, as he as the media. I mean, I like him, but he, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's too stubborn. He's too stubborn. He's, he's a running he's back. Really, he's, 21. he's really respected too, man. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because he's listening. a really great guy, but, but I mean, if you can't get it done, this is the NFL, hey. man. Hey, good, good, hey, good guy. You know what? Good guys don't get shit done if you lose them. So, at least you have exactly. a couple head coach, though. And, you know, hey, what's up with Ingram? Is he how's, is he still with you guys? Bro, I talked to my friend about this, and um, you know how Ingram was demanding money in the offseason? Yeah. So that man stole that man stole money from us. The last four games, Bosa's been out. He's had plenty of opportunities to go against, to go and get, you know, some ta- tackles, some sacks. Zero on the stat line. Nothing. Barely, like, two pressures a game. I think the guys gained a lot of weight because, uh, you know, we have uh, ever since that – 2018 playoffs game against the Pats. They run all over us, and it's been known that you can run on us if you have a good running team. So I think Gus maybe asked him to gain a little bit of weight because that guy is so athletic. I don't know if you've seen his uh, uh, hard knocks, but uh, bro, listen, the guy I, want, I, wanted, I wanted I wanted him in the draft for the Jets. Man, they were like he had small arms, but the kid's been nothing but a monster. What about your safety? Is he still hurt? Uh, who are you talking about? Which one? Um, The really, really good one. I forgot to say, uh, Yes, oh, sir. Derwin, Derwin, that's what I was saying. Derwin's been hurt. He tore his meniscus in the offseason. So, that's, he's been he's been up for years. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's been the struggle with you guys because, yo, that kid, yo, that kid, but, that kid came in with Adams, right? Kid's a fucking the, straight the monster, is, bro. The thing, is, the thing is with Gus is if he doesn't have all his top players, his top five players on the defense, his defense is easy to uh, digest and easy to uh, to beat. Because you don't have Joey and Melvin and Derwin to come clean up the boo-boos, you know. We have undrafted guys and young guys that can't really tackle that well. So I'm thinking that hey. you guys will have at least 250 yards passing. Because just based hey, on let me that. Ask you one more. Joey hey, plays, let me ask you one more. Let me ask you one more question because we got we got we got a roll. But I want to ask you one more question, okay. man. This is a great question yes, for sir. you. So you got you guys have a, a rookie quarterback, right? So, how do you yeah. feel about the way they've handled your rookie quarterback, and what do you see for the future for him? 
being a team like us. Well, what, another thing about Anthony Lynn is you've seen how he uh, he wanted Tyrod the whole offseason. That's what I'm talking about, politics. Every, I feel like he played better than Tyrod the whole offseason, but Anthony already promised Tyrod the job behind closed doors because, you know, it's history. So when that happened with the doctor, I feel like Anthony Lynn was shocked and, you know, it took him, blindsided him, blindsided everyone, and then he didn't expect Justin to uh, – play this no one expected Justin to play this well so far so he hasn't really um gave him the confidence that you think a really a good coach that would because he he went out of his way not to compliment him after that first game against Kansas City and ever since then like people have all the the reporters and fans have kind of been on him about his treatment of Justin it feels like he wanted a run first offense with Tyrod and when he didn't get it he acted like a brat and he doesn't really want to change the offense that's why we gave Kalen Balazs, every first down, we ran the ball, just like you guys did. Every first down. <laughs> if you go back and watch the game, every first down, we ran the ball because we were scared of the blitz. Hey. Keenan Allen said, after the game, Keenan Allen said that we were confused. We didn't really know what was going on. And then Justin said that we went into the game planning to run it on first down. Anthony Lynn said that that Justin was calling runs from the uh, at, during the game. So... There's obviously miscommunication. There's obviously dysfunction going on there, and it's frustrating when we finally we go from Irvis to Justin and we still can't get it together. Hey, bro, listen. Uh, well, do me one favor, man, before we let you go. If you know anybody okay. in the organization, t- tell them the Jets run the ball every fucking second down, bro. <laughs> every fucking second down. Don't even worry about it. We're going to do that. Gar- hey, watch the game. I guarantee you, every second down, we're running the football. Guarantee, baby. Hey, man, that's right, solid, you bro. Guys, man. Thank you, Andrew. You know, it's funny, Tyro, because we do, we do that Jets bingo on, or the Let's Talk Jets radio bingo. I got to use the right <laughs> terminology. I don't want to get anybody upset around here. Um, and, we, and it's like one of the things is if they run the ball on first down, you got to drink. If they run the ball on second down, you got to drink. If they run it with Frank Gore, you got to drink double. Tyrone, I've been hammered for like six weeks, dude, because I'm like hey, every hey, goddamn first down. It's ridiculous. Hey, look up. Hey, you know, primetime is a stack guy. Primetime sets your ass up, Tyson. He knows damn well we're going to run the ball every first and second down, bro. And you know goals get to run, bro. I'm telling you. All right, we're going to go to Brian in Seattle. Oh, the land of Jamal Adams. What's up, man? Brian, what's up, baby? What's up, man? (laughs) Yo, Tyson, primetime. Tyson, how doing? Yes, sir. No good man. What's what? Are you a Jets fan in Seattle, or are you a Seahawks fan in Seattle? Let me just let me give you a little a little backstory. I'll make this really quick. So I um, like I I didn't grow up in America. I grew up in Thailand, and uh, I just one day I went over to my buddy's house, and he was he was a football fan, and we were watching the uh, the uh, AFC Championship 2010 uh, Jets against the uh, Patriots. So I don't know. Like I watched that game, and afterwards I kind of started looking to the whole football thing and kind of became a little of a Jets fan. And then um, I moved to America for, uh, for school and then moved to Seattle, went to University of Washington, go Huskies. And, uh, yeah, kind of became a little Seattle fan during those uh, Legion of Boom uh, Boom Glory days. Okay, dude, you, you got – I mean, you, you can pick a better, a better team to root for, a better environment. That stadium is awesome with the 12s. I mean, that's, that's, that's got to be a lot of fun. Hey, hey, listen, though, man. Hey, number one, congratulations with school, man. But, listen, that Patriots-Jet game, that, that that was your first game watching, bro. That can't wait, can't stop a nosebleed. Fuck, oh, God. 
um, a middle linebacker, I guess to replace Bobby Wagner when he decides to retire. He's still a good middle linebacker. I don't know why we got this kid Brooks. He's good. He's big. He's 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 strong, but he just hasn't been playing. And when he does play, I mean, it, he doesn't really pop, you know, for for first round pick. And you know, uh, before that, we had Rashad Penny. I mean, he's been hurt. I mean, he's a bust. I'm just gonna call it what it is. So we're like notorious for kind of like draft like uh moving back into drafts and, and kind of getting guys like diamonds in the rough i guess you could say like with the whole legion of boom I and mean, sherman all these guys were drafted late so you know i don't value i don't think a lot of seahawks fans don't value the first round picks as much as maybe other organizations do um but yeah i mean we gave up a lot to get him we get i mean that that's not arguable but I mean, I do have faith in our front office. I think we can do some stuff with not a whole lot. I just, I think just paying him, man, that's it's a lot of money. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see how the rest of this year pans out for us. Uh, I think that's going to that's gonna shake things up if we end up, you know, third in our division, which is where we stand right now, and get bounced out, you know, in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, I mean, Seahawks fans, so, we're, we're sick of not making it past the first round. <laughs> dude, try try being a Jets fan. We ain't made the playoffs in 10 fucking years. But so oh, yeah. as, a, as, a Seahawks, as, a, as a Seahawks fan, and you're looking at, you know, the Jets from an outsider kind of looking in, and you're seeing all mm-hmm. the dysfunction, what do you, like, how do you view this team, man? Is it a laughing stock? Do you think they're just, like, just useless? Like, how do you view the Jets? Yeah, I – well, see – Seattle's known for having like a like a good culture, and when I watch the New York Jets and I hear fans talk about it, and you know, I, I just you're just, the Jets don't have a culture. I don't know if you guys agree or not. I mean, you guys know Whoa, way more nah, about the Jets nah, than I do. I can't agree with that shit, bro. No, we got a culture. We no culture. <laughs> we just we just have a thirty year rebuild. That's all that is, bro. It's just we we don't. Okay, our culture is our culture is losing at excuses. Losing. Exactly. Yeah, okay. We've so mastered yeah, the art of rebuilding. <laughs> you guys have a culture. I stand corrected. Um, but I don't know why you guys aren't playing um, uh, Morgan. I don't know what this whole Joe Flacco mission is. Like, I, what's what? Like, what? What? What's no the sense. plan here? Because yeah, here's we, my thing. You know, I either. I know you guys want to. Yeah, I know you guys want to tank, and I get it. You guys are zero and nine. Like this, like. Seriously, just root for all the losses. 0-16, draft number one, Trevor Lawrence in here. And, uh, you know, go win a Super Bowl with his uh, under his rookie contract. I get it. But I kind of think, you know, don't you want to kind of get the young guys in their plan and even getting like, oh, God, I, know, I don't want to piss you guys off, but even one win with all these young guys? Like, because here's my thing. Like, like football is such a – team sport like I don't think one guy makes all the difference like I don't know if you guys agree with that or not but I just think if you can get Trevor Lawrence or even a Justin Fields or or one of these young quarterbacks in there and you know that you have young pieces around that can help lift up the team like I think that's kind of something that maybe is undervalued or just people aren't talking about as much because I mean I I don't know this is probably not comparable but with these couple losses for like Seattle, dude, like I've been talking to Seahawks fans who want to like who want who want Russell Wilson traded out of here, just because he's been throwing all these picks. I'm like, that's 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 ridiculous, man. Like, like, like we put we've put so much on Wilson's shoulders 
it's like it's a it's a team thing, man. Like he's he's under so much pressure, and he knows the defense can't stop a nosebleed, so he's always trying to do too much. You know, you look at the Eagles with with Carson Wentz. I mean, the guy was supposed to be MVP in 2017, and I know I know everyone wants to laugh at the Eagles, and they do stink. But I mean, you look at their team. I mean, they're riddled with injuries, and they don't have a lot of you know household names on that team either. Um, you look at other teams too with a with a really good quarterback. I mean, Joe Burrow. The guy's getting killed every week. You know, yeah, but so he's, think, playing, he's playing. Well, you need he's team, playing pretty well though. Yeah, I mean, he's, oh, oh, he's a, a lot of these, a lot of these young teams, like a team's on the rise with the young quarterbacks, like the Buffaloes, the Arizonas, or even like the Ravens. Even though they lost, like they they have the young quarterbacks, they're well coached, and they have pieces like solid pieces around them. That's how you do it. So, but Brian, thanks for calling, man. Right. We appreciate it. Hey Brian, one no, more last thing, guys, man. Um, Hey, hey, one last thing though. We are gonna get our. We, we can get one victory when we play Seattle, man. Don't worry about it. We got you. Have a good night, bro. <laughs> 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 Have, a good night. <laughs> Have a good night, bro. Awesome. <laughs> uh, All right, man. we're gonna go to Nick and Nick and Staten Island. Nick, what's up, man? What's going, what's going on, on boys? Hey, right, chilling, man. I, just, uh, I was gonna say, um, do you guys remember? I forget what year it was. It was the year that Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston were coming out of college. And all Jets had to do yep. was lose the game to Titans, and had to come out Rex pounded his chest, and they won. I feel like that's going to happen this year because I honestly I'm concerned that they might beat the Chargers this week because like the previous callers had or two previous callers. It's the San, the San Diego, LA blows almost every single game, and they find ways to lose. And I think I commented on a video earlier this morning that uh, like Flacco and Gore, they're playing for pride. Jason's probably playing for his job or a career in the NFL. Like, I don't know. I'm afraid they might actually win this one. And like you said, like, they might, you know, it was a joke, but they might actually beat Seattle or New England again. I don't know. I just feel like they might play their way out of the pick. That's that's the fear, dude. That's why, like, playing Flacco is a concern. And then, you know, having, like, this whole Frank Gore stuff, that's why you want to play Morgan. But if you look at the defense now, man, it's like with now Desir gone and Brian Poole out, that secondary, man, is so young and so inexperienced. I think a lot of these teams are going to take advantage of them. And plus, San Diego, plus one thing about, but well, one thing about San Diego, man, they have really, really, really talented receivers. Not, I think Los mean, Angeles. I what think they call Angeles Chargers? What are they? Los Angeles or Los I mean, San Diego? The Los Angeles. Uh, hey, the San Diego to me. But anyway, listen. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I think Keen has, has been one of the most underrated receivers in the league for the last like five or six years. This kid has done nothing but ball. And you know, he's you know, he's not even a fast receiver. He's just so shifty. So um, you know, I mean I I don't know. I mean I think that, you know, with our defense playing the way they've been playing, I think you know and the way that San Diego I mean well LA's offense has been playing, they've really been you know, they've really been putting up numbers. So I think the biggest issue with us is that we always find a way to make a mistake at a crucial time of the game. So it's a, if it's an interception or Flacco trying to throw the ball down the field and we don't make adjustments you know, we don't play, you know, we don't play to win. So we don't have a coach that knows how to adapt or change his game plan at halftime. So, I mean, me personally, I love to see the Jets, you know, do be competitive, but at the end of the day, uh, man. Bored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gore runs for 280 uh, yards, bro. A nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think this year is, like, detriment that he's gone? Because, like he, when he wasn't getting, he got a few picks, which is fine. But then he always get penalized, or he just get scorched in every single play. Yeah, I mean, well, we if you look at it, man, when Beckton, when Beckton went at that game against the Patriots, that's where our line went really down. Like running behind Beckton, oh, yeah. like 
it's like a gold mine, man. This kid just is smashing everybody. But um, I'll be honest with you, man, and I, I'll say this. We really should have beat the Patriots. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We were the better team that night. So I think that, yeah. you know, but trying to win – Trying to win these games, it's like it's like it's like a bad nightmare, man. Because it's just something that the Jets were seen to do just to just to piss me off, man. You know what I mean? I we lined up for the first pick of the draft, and they'll win four games, and I'll be pissed. You know what I'm saying? That's the stupid stuff we yeah. go through as Jeff fans. It's not bad. They can't even lose right. You know what I mean? They I can't even lose correctly. That's why I brought up the thing with the yeah. Titans from years ago. All I do is lose that one game. They would have had Mariota or Winston. They couldn't do it. So Nick, what do you think about what do you think about Sam Darnold, man? Do you think he comes back this season? Do you think it's worth him coming back? Uh, I mean, if they play their way out of these top two picks, they might be left with no choice. Like, I don't know what do they do because they can make hypothetically nightmare scenario. They win a couple games, and then they're like the three or four pick, and then they don't have Lawrence. They don't have what's the other guy's name? Field. I, so do you think Sam returns? Do you think he returns to the field this season? Do you think he comes back within these next seven games, or is he just? He should. I think he should just take care of his shoulder and then just try to get ready to play elsewhere if that's the case. But one thing yeah, I'm no, I he's better than Joe Burrow. But let me ask you guys both a question, though. I mean, I know that, you know, in all logic, Sam shouldn't play this season, but if he does decide to come back, wouldn't you guys want to see Sam with some real weapons out there, though? Wouldn't that make you feel a little bit better about the shit he went through all season long without having nobody to throw the ball to to actually have some real weapons out there that can really do something that can, you know, can help his career? You know, that's, that's the one thing that bothers me. You know what I'm saying? If you go to, like, India, I think he'd be set, like, right, you know, a, a team like that or Pittsburgh because they have great receivers in place. Or the Pittsburgh, 49ers would be a good fit. Yeah. Go to 49ers. Yeah. I don't – I don't want to see him in the AFC because I know what will happen, and I know he'll torture our ass for the next 10, 12 years, and that would be type of – listen, that's the kind of irony that, that happens to us, bro. That's the type of stuff that happens to us as Jeff fans. Sam will go somewhere else. That would fall on, but that would fall on Joe Douglas, though. That would fall on Joe yeah, Douglas. Yeah, sir, that's why. Decision to create, get him in the NFC. Yo, listen. And, but, and you know, the funny part is – that has happened because remember they cut rid of Chad Pennington from Brett Favre in the last game of that season. He got his oh, revenge beat the Jets Christ. last day. And the oh yeah, in the playoffs. Listen, and you, you, but listen, look, Chad, you know, Chad was almost done though. I'm talking about Sam, yep. man. Sam will be twenty. He'll be twenty-four years old. That means Sam got eleven, twelve years to kick our ass every every chance he gets. <laughs> right now. Don't bring his ass around here. Sit his ass across that water, man. Let him do his thing, thing. You know, but. Like I said, man, you know, we all and, – and, and I don't want nobody listening to the show tonight to think that, you know, we're bashing the Jets and we don't, you know, we don't love this thing because we love this team. It's just realistically we understand what's important about about this, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we, yeah. we've been rebuilding, like I said, since 10 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no progress. Yeah. <laughs> I never want my team to lose, but I want my team to lose right now. <laughs> Dude, dude, it is what it is. Like it's a, it's a necessary evil. Like it's listen. As, as fans, we hate losing, but it's like you just see it. Like listen, we have to. You need the coach fired. You need the number one pick. It's what we need right now. It's the only way to save this this organization at this point. That's it. Like I still get frustrated when they're getting killed. But it's, it's another yeah, way to stop this fucking rebuild, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's another way, you know, to get rid of the coach and first pick of the draft and all these picks in the draft and all this money. And, it's a way to stop the rebuild and actually build some shit. 
And that's my fear. If they get Trevor Lawrence, they spend, they focus all their power on getting this first pick. They get this quarterback, and here we go again. He has nothing around him. He's going to get left out to die. Well, the only yeah. the only saving grace with that is Joe Douglas. Well, in theory, what his press conference is has always yeah. said it's about the offensive line. It's about building around the like. He said a lot of those things, and now he actually has to prove it. But now he will have the resources in terms of draft picks and cap space to actually do it. Like this year, they yeah. sold us a, a whole line of bullshit. They bargained based on the shop. They didn't have a plan. They did whatever they did. Next year, he's got no excuses, man. Especially with a new coach. Yeah. Besides Beckham, what whole line has brought in that was, like, really good? Like, fancy. Do you really – but see, I mean, have you guys noticed every time Beckham goes out, man, we just struggle on that line? Like, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, it's all – yeah. McGovern, I thought McGovern would play a lot better, man. He's been been struggling, man. (laughs) Man, he's been getting killed. Lewis has been getting killed. That's – that's the part of the line he needs to fix the most. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna actually take go on the limit. Yeah, fans at fans hadn't played too bad this season. If you fix the inside of that line, yes, I'm real. That's why I say Clark should be playing. Have a Marlin in there, man. The kid we just picked yeah. up from um uh um from from the Vikings. Another Marlin. You need these kind of guys nice in there, one. man. Yep. Set a tone. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's better than Reno Giacomini from way back in the day, but <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But we're freaking yeah, there's not... a whole bunch of those guys that suck. Wayne Hunter and all those guys. Yeah, but that's the thing, like because oh, I know did you bring, did you bring a Wayne Hunter, bro? You <laughs> <laughs> brought up Giacomini, man. What do you want from me? He started it. Hey, yeah, you know what though? Hey, hey, Hunter was Hunter was one of Rex's favorite though, bro. Hunter was here forever, bro. He just yo, he just stuck around. Oh, I don't miss Brian Winters though. <laughs> he's yeah, here. Yeah, you know, it's funny, my, but my friend's a Bills fan. He hate he hates Brian Winters. <laughs> Yo, they gave me the they look. Everyone gave me so much shit when I've been saying about Brian Woods. I've been yo, you can go back and check the archives, bro. I've been saying this for like four seasons. He fucking sucked, bro. He got bull rush. He got manhandled, bro. Oh, he played hurt. I don't give a damn. Such yo, he oh. was trash. Like yo, I mean, I like yo, we Rick, we, ha- we haven't had an O line. Listen, you know what? We've been rebuilding our O line since 2010. Bring Damon Woody back, bro. Bring my bring the wood yeah. back, man. Damn. I mean, but Rick, if man, comes back, Mango, man. What are you gonna do though? I guess I'm afraid of because he like this is the guy that hired John Nidzik. He hired Mike McCagnan. You know, listen to Charlie Cashley on McCagnan for some reason. And like again, like he's he's been there since this great rebuild began. Like it's only like recently that he left, so like I'm afraid it's gonna happen when he does come back. Did not even realize that Isaac had twelve picks in that fucking draft? And Are we going back to the Isaac days now? Is life Damn, not miserable bro. enough? No. I mean, like, listen, we're we're no. dealing. Our whole world sucks right now. We're talking about Isaac too. Come on, man. Damn. No, I mean, it's yo, all part said, of the- yeah, I thought about this. Remember, he had twelve picks. In the- he had twelve picks. Jesus Christ. And, yo, and we still didn't get no fucking better. How do you get the worst twelve picks in the draft? Oh my god! I think it's for Sheldon. Miss everyone. I can't believe we're talking, oh. Isaac. Nick, thanks for calling him, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Get, get, man. When I was a Jet fan, but then when I got older, I got the girls. But then I got back into the Jets. Why? Because sometimes a girl's not gonna fuck you, but the Jets will always fuck you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think I've heard that one a couple like times that. before. Hey, I'm going to steal that one. Though. I've never heard it. I'm going to use that tonight. Believe that. <laughs> All right, oh, we're going to go to CJ. CJ, what's up, man? 
going What's on? What's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Oh, oh man. What's going on, bro? <laughs> All right, so let me ask you guys. Did you guys get your Alcoholics Anonymous sponsors yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy, God. man. Crazy. This team makes you crazy. I think by the end of this season, we're all going to need liver transplants. But, uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, man, there's, just, there's, there's really nothing to look forward to. You know, Tyson, you brought up a good point about Sam Darnold. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, his injury is worse than a lot of people are uh, leading out. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that, uh, that joint capsule has been damaged in some way. And, you know, they've, they've grossly mishandled injuries in the past. I mean, we saw it with Kelechi Semele. We saw it with Mekhi Becton this year during the Denver game. Uh, you know, a put, a, the list goes on and on. And, but I, uh, I agree with you. If I'm Sam, I just shut it down for the season. So, you know what? If you want to roll Flacco, you want to roll, uh, you want to roll Gore out then, let him run them into the ground. But the thing that I really want to see is, is I want to see the rookies play. I want to see Zuniga get more than five snaps a game. I want to see Piran get more than six carries a game. I want to see Denzel Mims get targeted more than four times in a game. You know, let, let's see what these rookies can do. They were drafted for a reason. And if Gase is not going to use him, then Douglas needs to pull Gase aside and say, these guys are playing, plain and simple, because we've got nothing to play for. So, and as far as Gase keeping his job, I mean, really, if, if Gase somehow survives going 0-16, the public relations nightmare that the Jets are going to have on their hands, guys, is going to be an absolute hell on earth. So, Tyson, you brought up a good point. Woody Johnson is about dollars and cents. And if Adam Gase is still retained, at the end of this season and the list starts growing and growing with people deciding to cancel their PSL. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And uh, cancel this season tickets, decide not to go to games, not buy merch, etc. They're going to take a hit. They may not get the hit initially, but they're going to feel it over time. So, you know, Woody may, may or may not be paying attention to what's going on, but I know he must be aware of what's going on, and I'm sure he must not be happy about what's going on. So Chris has made a mess of things, and, this, you know, I can't believe we're actually looking forward to Woody Johnson actually taking 
you know, day-to-day control of operations because he's, he, he's just as much of a shithead as his brother is. But yep. it, it, at least, you know, you, at least you know that he's the devil that you know. Whereas Chris Johnson, when he came in, we really, don't, we really didn't know what we were getting. And now we know what we got. We got somebody who knows less than his brother. So really the best chance for the Jets to move forward is you get rid of Adam Gase, let Joe Douglas pick his guy, give him the keys to the franchise, let him pick his head coach, let his head coach pick his staff, and then you give that head coach the decision. Do you want to move forward with Sam Donald or do you want to draft your own quarterback? And I think once you make that decision, that's where you can map out your future. Two guys that I have my eye on in the 2021 draft, I know everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. A guy who's being overlooked is Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida. Okay, this guy just beat Justin Burrow's record and Tua Tagovailoa's record in combined passing touchdowns over the past six games. Tua had 25, Burrow had 24. Kyle Trask has got 28. He's averaging 460 yards per game passing. All right? Dan Mullen doesn't exactly run a very sophisticated type offense, but he does run a similar pro-style set. And another guy that I have my eye on is tight end Kyle Pitts, tight end Kyle Pitts, who easily is going to be another All-American for the third year straight. So these are guys that I have my eye on in the draft. And then, Tyson, I have a question for you in regards to Notre Dame. Would you feel comfortable <laughs> if the Johnsons decided to open the checkbook to Brian Kelly, given the success that he's having over there at Notre Dame? Well, I don't think Brian Kelly would ever come here. Um, I actually like Brian Kelly. He, he, he did a hell of a job rebuilding Notre Dame. He went through like a gazillion defensive coordinators and finally got a good one. But, CJ, the one point that you made that I thought was really good is you, you change the organizational structure. You let the general manager hire the coach. He's on the same page as the coach. They decide as an organization, what do you want to do with Sam Darnold? You keep him. You don't. <clears throat> Everybody buys into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then you've got to let them all stay together. Joe Douglas can't be on the hot seat then. Like, you've got to say, okay, listen, we're rebuilding now. Like, next year, you know, 2021 is going to be Douglas, say, the enemy. The next three years, you guys are a package gift. You're both staying. The last thing you want to do is have, say, hire Bienemy and the year after that, fire Joe Douglas. And they only have the same situation we're in now. So you got to say, listen, as an organization, you gotta, you got to get this hire right. And whoever you hire, it's a package. For the next three years, you two are working together as a tandem. If one of you goes, you both fucking go. We can't keep going this back and forth shit here. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have to make it like, listen – this, this is our blueprint. Like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick with it, and we have to do it that way. So, like, they tried doing it with Gase, but this prearranged marriage where Gase got Joe Douglas hired and there's all these personnel struggles, all this personnel shit's going to be wiped out. Like, but they got to make it. Like, listen, the head coach reports to the general manager. The general manager reports to the owner. There's your hierarchy. The, you know, the, the, the powership, the, the, uh, the leadership, everything's identified. The personnel structure identified. There is no confusion. There's no r- ridiculousness, and that's how you get things cleaned up. And you got to hope you hire the right coach. But it, it's got to be – my biggest fear, to be honest with you guys, is that Joe Douglas does not get the guy he wants. Woody Johnson steps in and gets some guy Joe Douglas doesn't agree with, and we're back having problems again. Like, I'm really hoping right. that Joe Douglas is like, listen, he leads the search. He does all the interviews. 
He gives his final recommendation, and the Johnsons sign off on it. But when was the last time they did that? They just don't do that. The, oh, like, they were fucking, what, a, a Peyton Manning phone call away from fucking hiring Matt Rule. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. That's, that's yeah, the problem, that's a, man. It's just. There's actually another. Okay, oh, Tyrone, I'm sorry. I, nah, I said, man, you know, when the painkiller speaks, man, I just want to listen, man. So I wanted to ask you one question, though, man. And this is probably the the the. the the craziest thing of, I, I understand what's going on with the Jets. Do you see any way that the Jets don't take Trevor Lawrence if they're the number one pick in the draft? The only way that I see the Jets not taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick is if three things have to happen. One, Adam Gates has to be fired. That's for, That's first and foremost. Two, Christopher Johnson, Woody Johnson, they have to come out publicly and they have to they have to say, we are giving Joe Douglas the keys to the franchise. He is going to be leading the search for the next head coach, whether they say it in a press release or they do it in a press conference. That's number two. And number three, it would be dependent upon who, who Joe Douglas hires and whether or not that coach wants to work with Sam Darnold or – want to draft their own quarterback. Now, we all have a consensus number one pick that we feel like Trevor Lawrence is the guy. What if they go and they hire, you know, um, the Titans offensive coordinator and he decides that he doesn't like Trevor Lawrence, that he wants to go with Justin Fields or he wants to go in another direction. So then that player ends up being the number one overall pick. So there's there's a lot of different moving parts. But I think before we could even have that conversation about whether or not the Jets would actually use that number one pick or not select Trevor Lawrence, we have to know who's who's going to be calling the shots right now. And but do you think uh, do you uh, think uh, there's I, any chance that do you think there's any chance in the world the Jets say you know what or Jets saying Joe Douglas and coach or whoever says, you know what, let's build around Sam Darnold and trade that pick. I honestly can never see that happening. I'm Maybe just because I'm so angry and frustrated about shit, but do you see a scenario where the Jets keep Sam Darnold and he's your quarterback next year? That would be – that decision would lie at the head of uh, – at the feet of the new head coach. Because well, if the new head coach think, that though? comes in, let's say – Would you do it? I, if it were me, yes. If it was yes. because I you still, would keep you would keep Sam Donald to build around him. I would because I still believe in Sam Donald. I feel like that from the moment that this kid stepped foot in the New York Jets organization when he was drafted, they have utterly failed this kid. They failed this kid in his development. They failed this kid in surrounding him with weapons. They failed this kid in in supplying him with an offensive line that could keep him upright and. If you think about it, if you go and take a look at Sam Darnold's three years, he's had to learn from Jeremy Bates, Josh McCown to some extent, Adam Gase and Daryl Loggins, they, they both basically have identical playbooks. And neither one of them fit Sam Darnold's skill set. The only time that we ever really get to see what Sam Darnold can do is when a play is broken down and he's forced to improvise. So to me, I think that it's not that your quarterback has to tail to – tailored to your offensive system, your offensive system has to tailor to your quarterback's strengths. 
And uh, I just feel like that the Jets did uh, an absolutely piss poor job of doing that. The, honestly, Jeremy Bates should have stayed in the fucking mountain. Really. Okay, they would have been better <laughs> off retaining John Morton. Instead, Todd Bowles used John Morton as a scapegoat because his fucking defense shit to bed. So he needed somebody to blame. And I told everybody at the, at, at the end of that year, John, John Morton's probably sitting on the beach smoking a cigar going, I told you, bitches, it wasn't me. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> and Adam Gase did no better. And it did. No, it's we, crazy. Done nothing. We, we've done Good. nothing but really give Sam a disservice, though. And that's the, that's the saddest part about right. this whole thing is we really ruined this kid, man. That, that, the scariest part about it, CJ and Tyson, and I've been saying this all night, what scares me the most is, like, can you know, and the one thing, I love Sam, and I would love to see Sam stick around. I just don't think he can recover from what he's been through the last three years and come back and just be this productive quarterback. That's what that's what makes this this whole process and this whole thing, you know, really, really, really wrong, you know, and we don't have a quarterback whisperer, you know, and I'm going to say this right here. My, my, my coaching choice is Eric the enemy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that loudly. I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. I just think this guy gets it. You know, he's a, he's a leader of men, and, you know, he's a, he, he understands what, what it takes to win and, and make guys better, and, and not about your ego and stuff like that. So, I mean, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the whole Sam Darnold thing yeah. is fascinating, dude, because if you, if you double down and keep Sam, I mean, to me the problem, I, I think he's just damaged goods. I think he needs to change the scenery. I just think it's done because we don't know how much damage has actually been done to him until next year with a new coach, a new offense. And then if you see the same inconsistency you see this year, then you're like, oh, shit, now what? Now we got to go find our quarterback again next year. So it's almost like you get a fresh restart next year with the number one pick. Like you just say, okay, now we have our quarterback. We had that rookie contract. We can build around that rookie contract. I mean, it's, it's tough. I hate saying that I like Sam, but I just think it's just there's just too much water under the bridge at this point. Yeah, I, listen, I completely agree with you. And you know what? If the Jets did decide to move on from Sam Darnold, which unfortunately it kind of looks like the tea leaves are pointing that way, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but it would be sad. But you know what? I, I think if the kid goes to, to Pittsburgh or he goes to Indy or maybe he goes back out west to San Francisco, you know, he, he could probably thrive and he could turn himself into a good quarterback. You, so just as long as he does could you imagine just and just because this fan base we're just we're fucking tired of losing the media is tired of losing there's so much animosity and anger here just say in theory you bring back Sam next year you pass on Trevor Lawrence number one pick you're like fuck that we're keeping Sam we're gonna trade it back we do all this stuff and then Sam comes out and has a couple bad games do you know the outrage surrounding like this team wouldn't be able to handle it. they'd be you know like they would literally run I mean we'll be we'd be part of it. I can't believe this organization stuck with this kid. We could have Trevor Lawrence. Now we got this. Now we got that. The amount of pressure and bullshit this kid will have to deal with by the team passing on Trevor Lawrence and keeping him, like, would, you, would he even want to deal with that? It's like it's, it's almost not even worth it at that point where he's like, you know what, I don't want to be here and deal with it. Let me go to the West Coast. Let me regroup. Let me save my career. And everybody lives happily ever after. Like the, the firestorm of keeping him, the pressure on him would be enormous. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it also would be a major decision with Sam because you know what? You know, the Jets may say, yeah, we want to move forward with Sam Donald, but Sam Donald could be like, dude, fuck you, I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> you know, 
You know, yeah, he's like, like, I don't want to be I mean, here like, anymore. Like, I mean, especially how they've treated him. I mean, the way they've handled him with injuries has been gross. I mean, Joe Douglas and all his bullshit in the offseason, I'm going to protect him, and I promise his parents. And he brings in this fucking offensive line. They kept the same offensive line coach, the same clown. Like, the Jets have lied and handled this so terribly. Like, nobody could blame Darnold for being like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I don't care who you're hiring. I don't care what you're doing. I want out. Like, I want to escape New York. Yep. I want to escape the madness. Go out to the West Coast. And save and his career. Life, man. Exactly. Save his career. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, really the big question mark, if you think about it in regards to Sam is, you know, think about it. You know, you have, you have what? The last year of his, uh, of his rookie deal. Okay. Then if yep. you franchise tag him, what is it? Is it like Wait, 10% or 20% well, the, of, well, the, of the highest the contract? The fifth year option is like 25 million bucks. Right. I mean, do you really want to invest that kind of money in somebody who nope. you feel like is not the guy? So it's like you have to make that decision where, like, you're, you're either going to be all in or all out. There is no sitting on the fence or wait. But see, and, and here's the deal. The, here's, the, here's where the decision is going to be made is that Joe Douglas didn't draft Sam Darnold, so he's not tied to him. It's, right. not, it's not on his record. No, he's so no he'll be like, you know what? He's going to be like, you know what? I'm not really sure about this kid, but who I am sure about is Fields or Trevor Lawrence. That's my guy. I want to build around my guy, and that's it. Sam Darnold's gone, dude. It's that easy. Like the yeah. the, the inconsistency, like the lack of like, the lack of really knowing what Sam is, is his way out the door. Because you're like, you know what? I'm not going to double down on him. I'd rather bring in a guy that I I've scouted, I've drafted, I feel confident in, as it'll cost me a lot less money. You know, just yep. and giving him twenty five million dollars. And crippling your team and not knowing if he's the guy. That's well, not even not even cripple it, dude. It's not even that. It's just it'd be a you know it's not gonna, they have a, so much cash base so they have nobody to pay. It's not even that. But like the thing that we've talked about ever since Sam Donald has been here is build your team around the rookie, the quarterback on the rookie contract. We've talked about that was our whole plan with Sam. We have the quarterback. You want to win while he's on that rookie contract. That's your whole goal. Well, we shit the bet on that. We, we're not even close to doing it. We cannot be further away from that. So now you start it again. Okay, now we're going to try this again, hopefully the right way. You bring in Trevor Lawrence or whoever you get, and now you build around him the rookie contract and do it the right way with hopefully a better front office and a much better head coach. If they don't do it this time, dude, I mean, if they shit the bed with this, we're be, I mean, it'll be another six, seven years. Like, we'll be so screwed. Yep. It'll be, oh, my God, it'll be, it'll be awful. Right. Yeah, that's why it's, all, it, it's really important for them where – there's a, there's a series of decisions right now that really need to happen within the New York Jets organization, within the organization that have, they have to get right. And if they fuck any one of those up, it could have a tremendous domino effect. Yep. So, I mean, regardless of yep. how much cap space we have, regardless of how many draft picks, you know, it, it's like if you got the wrong guy pushing the button, it doesn't matter who the fuck you draft in here. It's, it's going to be a mess. Yep. And let's be honest, CJ, Joe Douglas, the guy that everybody likes right now, has a lot to prove. His free agent class was horseshit. This draft class is starting to show some positives, but you know, one, three nice plays in a game doesn't make Ashton Davis an all-star safety. So this draft mm-hmm. class has a lot to prove, and his free agent class has to be a lot better because the early returns have not been good. We just cut this year today. Perryman's been hurt all year. You let Robbie Anderson go. The offensive line has been putrid. I mean, it's – I don't know, man. He's got a lot to prove. Yeah. He's got a lot of cast space to do it. Yes, he does. So uh, he's he's definitely going to be in the white hot spotlight once the uh, once the clocks hit uh, 
triple zero on week 17 against the Patriots and this miserable season is in the rearview mirror. So once, once black Monday comes, that's when his clock is going to start and he's going to, he's got a lot of work to do. CJ, thanks for calling man. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I love you guys. Tyson, Tyrone, Kevin, if he's listening, please keep up the good work. Love you guys. Appreciate it, man. Have a good uh, night. You already know what it is, bro. You too, bro. Good night, bro. Poor, poor Primetime. Primetime isn't feeling too well tonight, so I told him I'd hijack shit and just go crazy. And I think he's probably like, he probably regrets <laughs> it now because Primetime's been on his, you know, the whole Sam Darnold Save Sam tour, and I'm just blowing that shit to pieces tonight. Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> we done jumped ship tonight. I know. I know. I can see him there. He's probably just drinking his truly, shaking his head. He's probably purple. He's so pissed off. He probably... He's probably, I can just see it. He's just playing all kinds of rage right now. So we're going to go to your good friend, Mr. Justin. What's up, man? Oh, my. What's up, fellas? Going on, Blake. 0 and 9. 0 and 9. <laughs> oh, my God. This is just, it's, when, when you don't think it can get worse, it gets worse. Get ready for Joe Flacco, man. Joe Flacco again. Sunday, baby. And Frank Gore. Well, yeah, Frank, Frank Gore is a guarantee. What do you mean? He's a guaranteed 17 touches per game. What do you mean? That That's a given every Sunday. Uh, you know. Yeah, that means. Yeah, I got a question. I got a question, Blaze. How, how do you feel about Sam Darnold, man? Like, what do you I'm gonna say, think I'm, he's going to play I'm gonna in the season? I'm going to say this right now. For the people that think Eric the enemy blah, 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 Eric the enemy is going to come in. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence this, Trevor Lawrence that. Get it through your head, people. We have seven weeks. We've seen this act before. We know what's going to happen. The Jets are going to win one or two games and not get the first pick. I've been trying to say this weeks ago that the decision should be made, whether it's between Fields, Sam, or maybe the BYU guy. This decision, I don't think it's even going to come down to Trevor Lawrence. If we get the first pick, I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. But I think there's a decision to be made, whether it be Justin Fields or Sam Darnold. I think that's what it's really going to come down to if we don't get the first pick. Fair enough. Tyrone, your thoughts. I'm letting you go, man. This is your boy here. I, like, I know you like nah, to get the heating I mean, up. No, I'm nah. letting you go. I, I thought, I thought Blaze was going to go ahead and go into his field. But, um, I mean, absolutely, man. I, I think, that, you know, that's what we do. We always get in our little, so, so, little so, times so when we come so, out here. And find a way to win. So let me get this straight for all you people that want to just already won Sam uh-huh. Darnold out of town when they don't have. Can, can we see? Can we see Sam with three healthy receivers? Perman, oh, Nims, and Crowder. Jesus Christ! Are we going to really get down this guy out of town? because so, this 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 notion of uh, let let's get Trevor Lawrence, let's get Justin Fields when we've already seen flashes in Sam Darnold is, is a little bit. I think it's a little bit overrated now. When we already have so, a quarterback in the building that's shown flashes. So what? Okay. So what does what does a flash do for you? Only thing Sam has shown is that he's been inconsistent. He has potential, but there's it seems like there's been more damage done that anybody can really tolerate. So if he comes what back in week six, so if he comes back in week sixteen and does like what? What do you need to see in the next? Well, he's not playing this week. So now he's down to what six games? Yeah, probably down like five games. That doesn't know what the hell. First but off, we just, need to see. Serious injury because first off we know how Gates is with injuries. Says the guy's gonna play, and next thing you know he's on the AR. So who who knows right, so, what the deal is with 
So then if Sam – so say Sam could play two more weeks. So he has, what, four games left. What can he do in four games to make you say, that's my franchise quarterback? What do you mean? He, he, if he, he light, lights it up, shows you flashes. I mean, it's hard. No, no, no. I don't to... need – a flash doesn't mean shit to me. A flash doesn't mean – you need to see four – like... If he goes out and throws a couple of 300-yard game and shows you that he's not turning the I mean, ball and the offense – he, he, may, he may hurt his arm then, doing that. He hasn't done that in two years. Yeah, well, look look at the scrubs he's playing with. I mean, you're telling me there's nothing. Let, let me rephrase this question to you. There's nothing Sam can do. The damage already done. Is that what you're saying, Tyson? The damage is already me, done. To me, already, to me, to me, listen. I don't. I don't think there's any way Sam Darnold can save. He could play three games this year. I mean, what is he gonna do? Have three three hundred yard games in the season? Where like, all right, that's our quarterback. I just don't see it happening, man. I, I don't. And I like him. I just think the damage is done. I mean, I, I just don't see it working out for him here. That's that's a valid point. That's a valid point. But I, I'm gonna. Get, but the, but you, the one point you did make. But the one point you did make is fair. He has not yet played with Perryman, Crowder, and Mims all at the same time. So it's like when he does play with them, will Gates open the playbook up? Can he spread the ball downfield? Can he do all these things? You hope so. And maybe he may actually have a better offensive line if they can keep Beckton healthy. And if Cameron Clark's playing, he may have a yep. chance to do some things. I just think if anything, if he plays well, the only thing he's doing is building up his trade value. That's it. I don't think he's keeping his job here. I'll, I'll give you what. That, that is one thing I wanted to bring up tonight is the trade value. I think that is an excellent point. Him not playing is, is killing our trade value for him, whether it be he be off the team or on the team. It, it's just doing a disservice for having Joe Flacco start. That, that is 100% I agree with that statement. Well, I mean, I think his trade value. I mean, I think teams know what they they know what Sam Darnold is for the most mm-hmm. part. I think the I mean, the most part, the, the most importantly, is you want to get the kid healthy, and you realize that you got to put playmakers around him and give him an offensive line. But that's any young quarterback. So I think if he plays the end of the season, he plays well. He can prove that he's healthy and do things. That helps. But I mean, if, I gotta, if the Jets I, are getting, if the Jets draft, they draft Trevor Lawrence, your trade value is going to be tough anyway because they know you don't need Sam anymore. So, so you're you're not question. getting that first round pick. I got a question Good. for you. So, would you trade him before? Would you trade him before? Would you trade him before next off season, or what's the least compensation you would take? Or you're just riding it out? If you're saying you're already just going to dump him anyway, what are you taking as a draft pick? Draft once you get the, once you get the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence, number one pick, you know, like you can already start negotiating. You once the you know once Trevor Lawrence you know commits, you better listen, man. That's let's a, start negotiation. Will you come to the Jets? Once he says he's though. coming. Sam's gone. That's a big if that you people are keep saying that it's a done deal. That's a big if that I think everyone's saying it's a out, done dude. deal. He, he is he not passing up millions and millions of dollars, especially when his backup quarterbacks are ready to start. Clemson's going to be like, listen, man, we really appreciate how great you are. You're so great. But you know what? It's time for you to go. Like, he's going to kind of give a little kick in the ass. Like, you've done, oh, you've won your games. You've done your thing. don't have the first pick. It, it's, not, we don't, it's not a done deal yet. Oh no, it's not. You're absolutely right. The Jets can go out and beat like whoever. They could beat the Bear or the the uh, the Patriots, the the friggin' Browns. They can win this Sunday for all we know. I mean, they can win games, especially with Flacco. It's just so you ridiculous. You're gonna trade him before or fourth rounder? Just get rid of him regardless? Is that what you're saying? The least compensation, or would you pick up the option and hopefully like Teddy Bridgewater? Fuck no. Where, oh, dude, so you're I'm not dude. Say, listen. Over just whatever. Let's get a bag of chips. So you want you want to you want to draft Trevor Lawrence and then keep Sam Darnold around and what have a quarterback competition? No, like what do you? Like, what, I don't want to draft Trevor Lawrence. I think Justin Fields is Justin maybe even better than Trevor Lawrence. 
Yeah, that I, that I don't know about that. But I mean, I, I don't. I just think once the season's over, you, if you have the number one pick and you the quarterback, you, I mean, I just think you know the quarterback you want. If it's not Sam, you trade him. You hopefully you get really good value for him. I mean, Tyron, what do you do? You don't you don't hold on to him. What are you holding on to him for? Let no, him no. move on. Like, I mean, everybody needs to no, move you on. Can't, you, you can't you can't hold on to him. But at the same time, man, I think that you know just, the one point Justin is making is. We just know how the Jets do, so we know they're gonna find a way to fuck up that number one pick. That's what that's what's scary as hell. So you might be stuck with Sam after all if you if we drop down to the fifth or sixth pick in the draft, you know, you're gonna have to stick with Sam. But what you know, like you but you can't you can't you can't cripple this kid like that. That's the one thing about it that kills me about this whole situation with Sam, is that they've done this kid so wrong and they you know, I, I my, the thing that scares me the most is I don't know if he can be fixed. I don't, man. I mean, you know, having a great head coach could maybe get some of the confidence back, but this kid has been beat up for three years. He's been dealing with a bad organization, bad leadership, and it's just hard, man. This kid's 23 years old and been through damn near three offensive coordinators. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, at the same three time, your offensive line sucks. Talk about how many offensive linemen under 23, how many different starting lineups, but, you know, but that's just, it's just terrible. I mean, that's it, that, but see, that, this is the organization that wants to build behind a quarterback. See, this, this is the thing what no one's talking about. I don't care who, what kind of quarterback you put back there. There's not very many quarterbacks that can uh, win. No one's going to be the successful. That, yep. Ex- For all these you people can't that win like that. Long, like telling them when you have no receivers nah. and no if you, offensive you had, line, if you, if you, had, you can have Patrick Mahomes. You, know, you, you can have Patrick Mahomes. That's right now, and he's not going to do nothing. You could have Joe Montana. You could win with this shit. The yeah. thing about it is, is this: the one thing, the one thing I do feel bad is, is I would have liked to, I would have, I would like to see Sam play with some real receivers and some well, real weapons. Then the question That's the would have been answered. I feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would have been answered. Well, he will. He will. He'll play with that. He'll play with them next year somewhere else, probably in uh, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin, thanks funny. for calling, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have a good night, Blaze. All right, Mr. Tyrone, as we wrap things up, do you have any parting shots for our loyal listeners? Uh, my parting shot tonight is going to be like, hey, look, man, hold on. We're almost there. Uh, I know you guys. We ain't almost there. We got seven more fucking games. Hey, no, no. We're almost there. The number one pick in the draft, baby. Because <laughs> um, I don't care what anybody say. I don't see us beating San Diego. I don't see us beating nobody with the head coach we have. But, yo. I love I love the Jets and Jets up, baby. Yeah, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, at Talk Jets Radio, Instagram and Twitter, Let's Talk Jets Radio on YouTube. As of now, it looks like Thursday night we're going to have Fireman Ed on our live stream. i got to confirm that. I've been fucking up my text here. So hey. thank you guys for joining us. We, yes, sir, Tyrone. Intel Fireman Ed, that's my guy. I love Fireman Ed, yo. Tell my, give my man a hug for me. That's my guy. Yes, we ain't sir. hugging, man. It's COVID out there. We ain't hugging. We'll, we'll, do, no. we'll do like an elbow bump. <laughs> do an elbow bump. But listen, if you guys ain't doing that, man, you got to tune in for Fireman Air, man. Always, always a classic, man. Always, man. I love Fireman Air, bro. Straight class act, yes. man. So we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, we're doing, like I said, Hopefully Thursday night, Fireman Ed. Friday night, we'll do our preview live stream. Sunday live stream, we're all over the place. Let's Talk Jets Radio on YouTube. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you one of these next coming days.
Later, Tyrone. All right, bro. Be good. Get better prime time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.